Hi, I'm Weird Al Yankovic, and you're listening to the Pantheon Network. The musical equation of the universe says that for every type of music, there are groups of people who are offended by it. Shock Rock pushes that to a new level by combining rock and roll with theatrical live performances that include costumes and special effects and provocative behavior that pulls from circus sideshows, science fiction, horror, and religion. On today's episode of Prisoners of Rock and Roll, we're going to look at the famous shock rockers like Kiss, Guar, Alice Cooper, Marilyn Manson, and Rob Zombie, as well as a handful of other artists. We're going to talk about the beginning of shock rock in the 1950s and discuss if we are so desensitized by the internet that we just can't be shocked by music anymore. It's no more Mr. Nice Guy. Let's hit it. Yeah! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Prisoners of Rock and Roll. I am Bruce Kramer, and I'm joined by my spooky, horrifying co-hosts, Doug McCusker and Ryan McCusker. Wow. <laughs> Are you rocking out there? Doug, I don't, the eye makeup, the Alice Cooper eye makeup you're wearing is amazing tonight. I was trying to do, like, between Gene Simmons, King Diamond, and Alice Cooper. Looks awesome. Our show is sponsored by McCusker's Tavern in Philadelphia, and we are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast Network. So I feel like this is going to be a deep episode that we're going to get into, like, the meaning of music and the motivation of artists, which is just awesome. A lot of this music is, like, murder. I think we got to put down the tarp <laughs> so, like, all the blood's going to be splattered all, all the over fake. the bar, you know? Man, I this is a lot of music that I don't listen to regularly. But when I was driving down here, I'm like, man, I I was telling my wife when I was getting dressed, I'm like, I am so excited to do this tonight. I, yeah. And I, I just, I really, really, really enjoy doing this research. Did you stop and burn some churches down before I your did, way over? I, I did. I actually, uh, I tied a prisoner to rock and roll. St- I put a prisoner to rock and roll sticker on a brick and I threw it through <laughs> the church. So yeah, man, we're going to talk about some of the music and be like, why do these bands do this? I mean, we put together an outline, an outline for the show. And I think we wound up with like 15 bands that we're going to touch on and then a, bu- a handful of other kind of stuff. Man, this is this is like all over the place. This is like one of the first episodes where I didn't actually like really listen to a lot of these artists' uh, songs, but I did a whole bunch of visual stuff, like a lot of YouTube and a lot of videos of watching these guys perform live. And it was interesting. So, And there was some stuff that I didn't know that you know we put together a playlist before we do the show. We share it and we check out all the music and um, – Ryan shared a couple bands I didn't know a lot about and I listened to on Spotify and I was like, I have to go watch it on YouTube because I need the visual of it. Sure. So And that's like shock rock. It's it was it's more of a visual thing than a music thing, I think. That's the thing about shock rock. You definitely need the visual. Like maybe like back in the day it was like album covers that gave you the visual. Like not for nothing, the 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 album cover of Paranoid scares the shit out of me. Oh yeah. I don't know why. It's just so creepy. It's just that double take of person's like photography trick photography yeah. thing like yeah, a triple sure. exposure yeah. yeah yeah it scares the shit out of me and I, I guess i guess before we start we should define the playing field that we're going to work on because it's like we were talking as we were setting up all of our gear like what is shock rock i mean a shock if it's something that shocks people you're all over the place because music has really been pissing people off from the, I, I said this when we when I threw WAP in the electric chair last episode. <laughs> I mean, music has been pissing people off from the beginning, right? It was like yeah, I mean, like sure. Elvis went on 
TV and shook his hips and people went nuts. Sure. Yeah. So it's like, I guess we should define, I mean, if you said, what is the sound of shock rock? There really isn't like a unifying, I guess it kind of plays in the metal punk place, but there's really not like a defined sound to it. No, but doing all this research, we see how far shock rock, if you can call it shock rock, there was definitely shock music. Yeah. You know, um, it, it's almost like when the Supreme Court said the definition of pornography is like, I don't know what it is, but I know it when I see it. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> like there's certain bands that like, okay, cool. Because some of the stuff we're going to talk about tonight, it's all over the place, the music yeah. styling. But it, but we put it, we classified it as shock rock. Do you guys think like the main ingredient in this type of music or whatever is considered shock rock is offensive? Like it has to be offensive or do you think that's just the artists? Because a lot of these things, like a lot of these bands some that we're are smarter about. than the others. Yeah, I agree with that. You yeah. Know. I'm sorry. No, I, I, I just... Some are smarter than others. Their gimmicks are better than the other gimmicks. And that's what I think it comes down yeah. to. It's just gimmicks. Yeah, gimmicks yeah. are a good point. And I think we're gonna we're gonna find that there are some artists that that do this to try to get you think. There's un, others that do it is like satire, mm-hmm. and then there's others that they, they just do it to try to be offensive. Because at some point, like it, it's I, I saw something. Um, you know, here it's like you know, shock rock takes the concept of rock and roll. And it it throws it right back in the face of the people who were offended, and it draws attention to itself because the shock value generates publicity, and it's way cheaper to have somebody in the newspaper write an article about sure. you know, how offensive you are than it is to have a publicist yeah. go out. It's free advertising, yeah. right? And, I, and now that I think about it, I was like, a friend of mine from college is Alice Cooper's publicist. And oh, I'm like, wow. what is what is he need a publicist for? <laughs> I would love yeah, to meet. Like, oh, I would love to meet Alice Cooper. Yeah. And we'll we'll get into him. But, but that's yeah. what they say. There's no such thing as bad press. Yeah. Right. Right. And you know? I guess this kind of embraces it. Yeah. Especially in shock rock. No. You. Yeah. It gets people intrigued. Like, yeah. oh, let's 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 go see this. What's yeah. this all about? And, you know. And, you know, as I was putting this, putting our notes together, I was thinking about like rock and roll has always had a visual element to it because it started at the same time as television, right? You had sure. Elvis coming out on, yeah. on Ed Sullivan. Um, you know, even when you say you go to a concert, you, you don't say I'm going to listen to a show. You say, I'm going to see, see a, a show. show, right? Yeah. There's always a visual, like you, you want to see the artist. Yeah. So these guys take it to another level and it really does. I don't know. I watched, I watched one documentary on YouTube about it and they were talking to, they were interviewing like a guy from Coney Island and he was like, you know, he was like a circus sideshow guy. And he's mm. like, this is where shock rock started, man. It totally. took that kind I of. I agree with that. Yeah, totally. It was like really cool. It took it from like that P.T. Barnum freak show and put some music behind it. And I was like, all right, man, that's pretty bang. And I dig it. Yeah, totally. I mean, I remember the first Lollapalooza tour. They had the, sh- the um, sideshow um, characters on the tour with them. That's a um, great point. I, I totally yeah. forgot about that. But I remember that. Yeah, I remember seeing them like you know nail and nail uh go right through a nose or something yeah, like, like that. Yeah, sword swallower and a fire. Yeah. So I mean, I just I just made a real quick list of just like artists who aren't shock rock, but they they've people have been shocked by f- physical things that they've done. So Elvis swinging his hips, right on. Jerry Lee Lewis lighting his piano on fire. Little Richard wearing makeup. Sure. The Who smashing their instruments. Hendrix lighting his guitar on fire. Jim Morrison getting arrested for whipping out his pecker. And yeah. like Iggy Pop being a madman on stage, right? Like, yeah. There's always, like, and you, every one of those things, every, everybody knows them. Yeah. And they're all, these I mean, artists are infamous for it. The shocking, I mean, Little Richard, it's just his screeching of his voice is shocking. 
um, you know, wearing makeup. Yeah. You know, he acts like a woman. It's very shocking. Here's mm. a, you know, Southern guy, you know, just saying, shut up. Yeah, but at the same time, like, a lot of people consider him the granddaddy of rock and he roll. Is. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's a shame that he got, you know, tossed aside and made Elvis was the king of rock and roll, you know? Yeah, I mean, and Little Richard will tell you he's the king. Yeah, 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 he wrote Tutti Fruity and Elvis right. did it. He's like, oh, I got paid every time that right. song played, you know. A wop ba ba loon a wop ba Him boom. and uh, uh, Chuck Berry will tell you yeah, how, how important yeah. they were. I think Chuck Berry more than Little Richard, but yeah. like, definitely. But I, I think as, as the band started, like, the 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 who and these guys doing this, and then you started getting into people that were pushing, like, the gender barrier. I feel like that was, like, the beginning of Shock sure. Rock. Like, you sure. had some... You know, the New York Dolls and Bowie and, uh, you know, people kind of pushing the pushing the, the envelope with that stuff, too. Hey, you're definitely going to shock people when you're a male and wearing women's underwear. Yeah. In the yeah. 70s, you know? Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I, I, I put down in my notes that, like, this music just scares the old to entertain the young. Okay. And I think it's like the, the young get entertained by how scared the old people get or people our age or whatever. Yeah. You know? It's absolutely part of it. I remember being a kid and thinking, I'm like, oh, I love this because it scares it scares people. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I always like because it's like push the envelope. Yeah, I dig that. Yeah, I I do too. And um, at some point, all of this kind of spills over into punk music because, like, I mean, we talked about in our punk episode. I mean, punk has that in your face attitude, and the way everybody dressed and the music is is hardcore. And yeah, you know. but, like, what's more shocking than like Johnny Rotten? You know, sing. With his teeth all fucked up, right? Which was more shocking than that, right? And I like I didn't put the Sex Pistols in here, but when I was doing my research and you're googling shock bands, and they, they come they up, came up, yeah, yeah sure they're they were. So I shot that definitely. And there's yeah. a there's a shit ton of punk bands, and I know we're going to talk about a couple of them in here because I, they they absolutely deserve totally. to be part absolutely. of this conversation. Yeah, um, and it's funny too, like you said, you like pushing the envelope because if we're gonna we're gonna talk about this as, like in a somewhat of a general timeline. The stuff that starts early starts getting campy or, or late. You know, the envelope get the line gets further and further. Yeah, I mean, I think the beginning was moved to be spooky, like um, Halloween time, like you know, not scary but spooky. Yeah, and then by the end, it's like, where do you go now in twenty twenty, yeah. where you can pull out your cell phone and watch videos of any horrifying. Yeah, yeah. But if you notice, like a lot of these bands start touring around right around the September when Halloween is going, like, starts, come around, like you know, no, you, totally. Manson's on tour. I saw Guar's Guar, on tour. I saw Guar during Halloween. I saw Manson during Halloween. Like you know, I'm sure Rob Zombie goes out for a tour around yeah. that time. It's like know. Siberia Orchestra. Exactly, exactly. Right, right, right. Christmas time. Yeah, it's, it's that, like, like a run. You know? I remember one of my buddies telling me that like you've never seen typo negative unless you've seen typo negative on Halloween. <laughs> you know, it's like that's yeah. that's part I've of. Seen, the, I've seen typo negative. Have you? Yeah, With the big uh, the big upright bass the guy plays. Well, he he was he's gone now, but um, he's definitely a character. Yeah, yeah. One of the greatest things that I've ever seen guy on stage. It's like, this song's about me jumping off a roof and landing on somebody that I hate. <laughs> Where did you see them at? I saw them at in Camden. I saw them they they open up at... for Queens, right? Really? Yeah. <laughs> this is back in, like, this had to be, I don't know, 95. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it becomes like seeing one of those bands on Halloween becomes a rite of passage, like sure. seeing the Dropkick Murphys on, on St. Uh, Patrick's, St. Patrick's yeah. Day in Boston. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Hi, man. So you want you want to jump into the music? Let's sure. hear some tunes. Let's start at the beginning. So I was surprised, man, when we started trying to figure out where this all where shock rock started and the first artist that i came across was screaming jay hawkins yeah he yeah. he he totally had the shock rock thing going for him especially back in the 50s yes man so it was like 1956 which is that's i had to look this up that's the same year elvis went on ed sullivan and he screaming jay hawkins was was an african-american dude and he actually wrote the song i put a spell on you that yeah. credence made yeah. really popular and he he had like a bone through his nose yeah he was great he he was just really like he like he would be in a coffin he would rise from the coffin yeah like, i remember being kids and seeing footage of him as a young kid i'm like this is great you yeah, know? he had. And he a, always saw like door, like around Halloween and everything like that. He know? had like a like a whole like voodoo shtick. Like he yeah. had like a skull that he called Henry that he talked to. <laughs> and, um, I thought it was pretty interesting how he got his like his shtick too. Did you guys read this? Yeah, yeah. I, I read yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. That he um he was kind of a like the guy started taking piano lessons and guitar lessons in his twenties, and he actually stopped. He told his music teacher like, "Man, I'm I'm gonna be." I don't, I don't want you to teach me. I want to kind of learn on my own. And he was really like a serious musician. And he went to record this song, and it was supposed to be a ballad, but he got really, really drunk <laughs> the night before he did it. So he does all this like screaming, and his voice is all over the place. He said he got so drunk, he he had to relearn the song. He didn't even remember recording it. And when he played it back, the record label was like, Yo, man, this is like way. This is like you can't be a black guy in the fifties singing like this. It's too, it's risque. too sexual and risque. Yeah, definitely. And then the NAACP came in. Dude, and you were, can't act like that. Yeah, they were <laughs> oh, like, really? yeah, they were. I, I thought I was going to read it and be like, they stood up for him and they were like, dude, you can't be a black person yeah. singing like this. You got to get like, no like, kidding. Kind of like yeah. to you're them, being an uppity black person. Yeah, to them, they're, you're like setting us back years. That's yeah. amazing. I didn't. I yeah. never heard that before. That's but then, crazy. But then all the negative publicity around it Makes made it, it popular. Yeah. There's yeah. no such thing as bad press. Yeah, and then yeah. this album comes out, and then Alan Freed, who is um, he, we talked to him a little bit about the uh, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame episode, like the legendary DJ. He was like, "Dude, that song's great. I'll give you three hundred bucks if you come out of a coffin on stage." And he took it, and that became his whole his whole shtick. Um, but they said that he absolutely hated. He thought the whole shtick of him like dresses like voodoo guy was like really exploited to black people and he said he hated his like that he was like screaming jay mm. hawk like he wanted to be this like really serious guy and he hated it that he kind of became a novelty yeah well you know that's how it is yeah that's but, a shame though he wanted to be he's known for this yeah you know, but, coming but, out coffins. but he also had a song called constipation blues where ah. he would he would wheel a toilet out on stage and sit on it when he played so <laughs> That's you pretty know, shocking. Like, yeah, that's a so, shocking. That's, that's even shocking now. So, yeah, I, like, I wouldn't want to see that. No. So yeah, man, why don't we play a little bit of "I Put a Spell on You"? Yeah, play that shit. I put a spell on you. Because of mine. Stop the things you do. <laughs> What's up? Man, you knew that was done in one take. 
Yeah. yeah. Do you guys think, that after listening to that, do you think that Hal and Wolf had an influence on him at all? Then his music Ooh, and everything good, like that? That's a good question. Yeah, I, I kind of, th- I want to say possibly yes. You know, like, because, you know, he recorded this before he started doing his, his like, stage antics and all that. And then, like, Wolf would be up there acting like a wolf, like, with the handkerchief yeah, and all that. Yeah, that's a great point. So even, like, in the music, I can hear the influence of Hal and Wolf in him. Yeah, like the horns. Yeah, bump, just yeah. The, the way his it's voice like is, you know, the way he, yeah. he sings and everything like that. Really cool. Yeah. I didn't think of that. And some of the later, I watched some YouTube videos of him. He's up there, and he's like, I put a spell on you. Like, booga, 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 booga. Yeah. Like, great. He, he really camped it up. Oh, yeah. But it was like, dude, I mean, you can, you can clearly... If you watch a video, you can clearly connect the dots from this to Alice Cooper. Sure, you know, like it's sure. right there. You probably, yeah, I love it. But it's just, it's it's it, I I always loved that song even before like Creedence did or anything like that. Even like as a as a young kid, I always thought that the song was neat. I always know? remember this version more than the version that Creedence does. Yeah, it, it's like it's like oh wow, Creedence is covering that song. Yeah, you know, not for one second did I think it was a yeah. Creedence song. Yeah, I think he's iconic. I really do. I think he is too. Yeah. I think my, my parents, I think, had one of his cassette tapes sure. growing up, and that's how I, I it's knew probably who like it was. One of those novelty things. Yeah. You know, right. Like, they would play like on Halloween Monster Mash, and yeah. one of those cassette tapes you'd buy that have like the collection of all that yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. That's a, is, is Monster Mash shock rock? I thought about that yesterday when I was out, when I was out running, and I was like, I, I, I think, think it's, it's more novelty than, yeah. and like, I don't think he was being serious. So. But that guy never like I seen him. I forgive me, I forget his name. Who's saying uh, the Monster Mash? But you see him on TV. He has no gimmick. He's some white guy and like with a short haircut, and, and he could just do those voices. Yeah. You know? Moving on, the, the next guy that I had on my notes. I don't know if you guys had anything on him, but um, <clears throat> this guy named Screaming Lord Such, and I only have him next on my list because Screaming Jay Hawking, Screaming Lord mm-hmm. Such. This is like a um, this is a British guy who was really inspired by Screaming Jay Hawkins, but he dressed up like Jack the Ripper. Nice. So he had like the top hat and the big cape. This guy was really weird, and his album came out in '69. But he would come out on a in a coffin, and he had skulls on stage. And um, he let me let me play a little bit of one of his one of his songs. There's a song called "Flashing Lights." I think he sounds like like Jagger. I think it sounds like the Stones. Definitely with the guitar. I, like yeah. I, I don't think I've ever really heard that song. I love it. That's Jimmy Page playing guitar. Is it really? Yeah. So this dude has worked with Keith Moon, Jeff Beck, Jimmy Page, Charlie Watts, John Bonham, and Richie Blackmore. Wow. And nobody knows who he is. Was oh. that before like they, those bands broke? Out? It was sixty nine. Okay, so, so, so they, they were they out. Are, yeah. yeah. It's really weird, man, because his the one of his albums, the BBC. Uh, did a poll and it was called the absolute worst album of all time, even though all these musicians were on it. Huh. And I guess the other thing about it was he, um, the dude actually started his own uh, political party called the Official Monster Raving Looney Party. Nice. And he ran for parliament 39 times. It's the most <laughs> that anybody's ever run for parliament. And he wound up 
He wound up hanging himself in like 99. Oh, really? But it was like... 38 wasn't enough. Right, right. The 39th <laughs> time put him over the edge. Um, he actually had a song called Jack the Ripper that was like, that he totally played up. So just somebody I'd never heard I of like and it. I just yeah, kind of uncovered yeah. and I was I was kind of digging the music. I didn't see what people were... So the BBC was crapping on it so much. I'm, but. I'm like so intrigued. All these guys played on that... That song? Did they play on the it's album? Like a, it's an album, yeah. And all those guys play on the album? Yeah. I'm definitely going to yeah, have to listen so the, to that. The album that, that uh, his album, Lord Such, Lord, yeah, Lord Such and the Heavy Friends was ranked the worst album of all time by the BBC, even though Jimmy Page, John Bottom, and Jeff Beck wrote it and performed on it. Wow. They, they must have had a good laugh after yeah, that. Like, I, don't know, I don't know where, how they all connected or, or whatever. Drugs. But, yeah. Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> right. So... All right, man. So I guess the next guy we should talk about is another British dude. Yeah, this guy's totally, totally goofy. I think his I, sound is pretty goofy. Yeah, it's it's a. That, I think that's another statement. But yeah, it's it's way out there. What's his name, Bruce? Arthur Brown. Yeah, we play his music right yeah, off the bat. All right. I am the god of hell, fire, and I bring you fire. I love that song. <laughs> I, gotta, I had never heard that before. We started doing this research. That's more like psychedelic yeah. shock rock. But, so that came out like in '69 or something 67. like that. '67. Wow, 60, dude. No, like you see, watch footage of this guy, and we all did this week, and he has like a halo of fire on <laughs> yeah, his head. He's and got a hat that's on fire. It's like a bad LSD trip. But he's wearing the white makeup with the black. I like, like yeah. Alice Cooper said he got the idea for his makeup yeah. from this. I think guy. a lot of these guys did. I think a lot yeah. of these future shot guys got got an idea. Off yeah, of this Alice, Alice Cooper said he saw him and was inspired to kind of yeah. get into this music. And um, like I think it's really like the song's really silly, but this guy was definitely before his time. Like watching the footage of him, like can yeah. you imagine like. Was he doing like LSD before everybody else was doing totally. LSD? Yeah, you, 60, you know, 68? 67, 67. Seven. Yeah, Doug, yeah. you said it when we, we were watching the video. You were like, this guy must have been like an alien in 1967. I can imagine. Yeah, he, he was totally on another level. Yeah. And, I, and one thing that I read, he was actually in the Tommy movie. He played the priest in uh, the Who's Tommy, you know. Really? Yeah. I, I had in my notes that he, he went on tour with the Who, Hendrix, The Doors, The Small Faces, Zappa, and Joe Cocker. They probably loved him. They're all tripping on acid. Yeah. Like, this like, guy's great. Crazy. But he has a halo of fire. And then I guess he was so influential. Like at some point, like Bruce Dickinson like ran into him somewhere <laughs> and was like, sir, you don't know me. Um, and I, I've never taken acid in my life, but I didn't need to because I could just watch you. And oh. since he was inspired by, by him. Dude, I... <laughs> If, if you gotta watch the video to really understand like it's a shame that a lot of these things that we're talking about need the visual to yeah. it but the visual of this this guy is unbelievable yeah we're gonna have to put together like a maybe we can do like a YouTube playlist yeah. of some yeah, of the like visuals he, of this he's stuff he's like he's like between King Diamond and 
Gene Simmons, yeah, and um, he, and, the, and the Yardbirds with like the music or he, something like that. I don't, that I don't, organ, I, don't, I, don't, I, I know that organ. Yeah. that takes me to Partridge Family. Yeah, no, yeah, well, it was the time. He looks almost like like Ming the Merciless from the old yeah. like uh, uh, Flash Gordon movie. Yeah, like just kind of with the goatee. Like there's, I think people out there are either going to think he's absolutely brilliant or like absolutely silly like i thought it was silly no you know i take him seriously with the halo of fire no you gotta take somebody serious that's going up <laughs> on stage with like a flaming halo right let your head this, on fire yeah it's like it's like daffy duck i can only do this trick once yeah, right. you know <laughs> right, right. <laughs> if it fails i'm never doing yeah, it again yeah, yeah I, I i really enjoyed that song i think that may be one of the things that i like so much about this episode is like yeah. i just uncovered a lot of stuff i'd never listened to before yeah. and i was i was digging it so Something else my wife's tired of hearing me play in the house. <laughs> is she happy? Weeks. Is she happy this week's over? With yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had to I'm like um, the other. I was like, did I tell you about the band Ghost? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of these songs, like, you know, some of them really suck. I agree. I mean, I it, it's like, yeah, like it wasn't like a, a a great two weeks of listening to some great music. A lot of this is crap. Yeah, some I mean, of it. Uh, yeah, some of it gets it is really crappy, especially some of the newer stuff is really yeah. bad. Now going back to last week's uh, episode, like you had to be some kind of like uh, derelict or some kind of like outcast or something. Like, imagine w- yeah. what are these fans like that listen to nothing but this stuff? Right, I don't know. They live in the basement and like yeah, future serial killers. Yeah. I mean, shit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. You know, your kids running around with a Slayer shirt, and that's one uh, thing. And then, like, and then, but if you see him with a Halo of Fire, <laughs> call, the, call the therapist. Damn it! <laughs> so, so that's like the foundation. And then I, I guess what, the way we organize this in our notes is the next era we talked about was like the classic shock rock guys and. I had that as being Kiss and Alice Cooper. And mm-hmm. I know, Doug, when we were setting up, you asked, you were like, does Kiss belong in this yes. conversation? Yes. I think they do, but Doug is Doug yeah. is the biggest Kiss yeah. fan here. Like, you know, I get it. Like, especially with the uh, Gene Simmons demon character. Like, he spits blood, dude. He wears bat wings. He flies through the air. He has a sword. He spits fire. Like, it's like and again, like, a lot of people disagree with me. Like, Kiss's music is good by itself, but it wouldn't be anything without their stage show. Do you, you th- know. do you think that they're like – like when we did the hair bands episode and I, w- I wouldn't put Bon Jovi on my list because mm-hmm. I'm like they transcend yeah. that. Do you, like, do you think the kiss is me and Ryan that? Talk, me and Ryan talked about that and I think we both came up with the – like the agreed that – yeah, they, they evolved into a hair band. They went with times, with the times and all. But yeah. I think they originally went out to shock people. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah. You know? But you think that they're they're almost like – they're so talented or so big that they they're like above this. Well, let's not get too crazy. Okay. Like right. you know, I mean, like like Ace Frehley's really, really talented. Like yeah. he seems like, ah, he's all right. You know, he's okay. he's okay. Uh, Paul Stanley's talented, but um, hey, I, Peter Chris is a great. No, drummer. Peter Chris is a great drummer, but it's just Sorry. um, like their stage show is so. Were they be Were they before Alice Cooper? Was Alice Cooper before them? Or right about the same Cooper time? Cooper came out like in '69, I okay. believe. His first album. Um, because he was like hanging out with Jimi Hendrix. Sure, yeah, shit. that's you right. Know? He was. Yeah, he was like, you know, Jimi Hendrix. Um, actually knew Alice and got him his first manager, Shep. That's that's actually really right because I they have a documentary out there about Alice Cooper, which is really for like for life. I can't remember the name of it, but it's just like you know, he, I do. He was like kind of like he wasn't. Like he didn't transform into the character Alice Cooper. They were just the band called Alice, Alice Cooper. Cooper. That's right. Yeah. yeah, and they were a little psychedelic. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The Cooper was friends with. We'll, we'll talk 
into it, but he was friends with a lot of famous people. Did you see Alice Cooper tour with Kiss? So I'm just I'm sitting here googling like who came out with the album first, and the only thing they came up with is that they went on tour together in like the late '80s. Oh, that'd be a great show. That'd be freaking awesome. The that'd late '80s. Awesome uh, then you have like now. yeah, you have hair band Kiss, and then Alice Cooper doing what Alice Cooper does. Yeah, you know, that'd but be it, a great show. Yeah, but Alice Cooper, like he he had a big background in like the Carney stuff that we were talking earlier. Like he was great friends with Groucho, uh, Groucho Marx. He took care of him toward the end of his life. Manage his hmm. money because his man he had the same like like managers and accountants for his whole entire life and they were just ripping him off. So Cooper being such a big fan, he took over his estate and everything like that. And then when he died, they were doing the Hollywood sign over again. So Alice Cooper paid for one of the O's to get made that dedicated really? to to uh, for Groucho, Harpo. No, for oh, Groucho, Groucho. for Groucho Marx. Really? And there's a plaque. I've never I've never been there, but there's a plaque, you know, dedicated to Groucho Marx. You know, different TV shows and like that. And we was talking earlier this week was when Alice Cooper was on the Muppet Show. Yeah, that's a great episode. Yeah, um, that's probably one of my most memorable. He had like. I don't know. He had the two monsters dancing with him on the stage and everything like that. That scared the shit really? out of me as a kid. Yes. I, I went back and I watched it. And I always remember, like, I don't remember much about it. I just remember being scared by there was a, a monster with like a triangular face. Yeah, I watched it. And I watched it this week. And I yeah. was like, that's the motherfucker that gave me nightmares that I didn't sleep for a couple of days. Well, apparently, Alice did a good job because now they have those Muppet shows on the Disney Plus thing. Now that's, there's disclaimers in front of the shows. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. I, I, and like, that's what I watched it on. It was on Disney Plus. Yeah, dude. Alice, great job! You're still offending people like 40 years later. We they had do- to put it, they had to put parental advisories before your Muppet show. But um, I think Alice Cooper is definitely better the Shock Rock than Kiss. Okay, yeah. well, no, I mean he had definitely had more props. Like yeah. Alice, you know, he did a little magic. You know, he did a you know bring the snakes out. Yeah, he'd bring like the guillotine, um, the cut gu- his head off. You yeah, know. you know, you you'd spend your 1250 to go see Alice. You get your money's worth. I, I said it before. I seen him open up for Motley Crue on that last tour. Yes. And it watching Alice Cooper open up before he blew Motley Crue off the stage. But I had a smile from ear to ear because it was the greatest thing I ever seen. First of all, every major musician wants to play with out play with Alice Cooper because he treats his his guys right. He's a perfectionist. He's a professional. You know. I- I've always said, I've said this a couple times on the show, like, I like rooting for musicians that are just good people. Sure. And I've, I've again, my my friend who's his publicist said he is, like, the nicest person yeah. in rock That's why I, I think she, she works with, like, Hatebreed and a whole bunch of other bands. He's a, he's a really big Christian. He's yeah. also a really big golfer. He's, like, yeah. a professional great yeah. golfer. For years, you would see him on TV, yeah. like, these yeah. celebrity golf outings. Yeah. But, like, he, you know, he, he suffered from his, alcoholism and all that. And his fu- I'm sorry. Like he he asked uh, from like he he was a bad alcoholic and everything like that, and he always said like when he went on stage he became Alice, and toward longer in his career, there was no I I, I forgive me, I can't remember his real name, but um he didn't like know Vincent yeah Vincent, Vincent, Vincent Versella or yeah, something and where Alice stopped like, yeah they, it, he really couldn't like find the the boundaries. Well, when he was all wasted. Yeah, he just became out 24-7. 24-7, you know. And that's going back to like, hanging out with Groucho Marx, because Groucho Marx would be up all night, and he was his neighbor. He's like, all right, I'll come over and hang out with how, you. How about we play a little bit of Alice Cooper? Yeah, play it. Alice 
Alice is obscene. I that means that his, the stuff he does, man, is timeless. Like, I, I still yeah. listen to it. Yeah, I watched a few of his concerts this week on YouTube, and it's definitely fun. I was at the same um, the same show you were talking about, Doug, with Motley Crue, mm-hmm. and I thought Motley Crue was not good. Not at all. And my wife and I, we were like, dude, Alice Cooper, man, was great. And I'd never seen him in concert Nearby. before. And actually, I think he was going to do a tour before the pandemic hit, and I said to Anna, I'm like, we're going. Yeah, he was supposed like, to play Philly. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. like, we're going. Somebody was a small, and it was his show. Was it? Wasn't his show? It was like a small show, like at the mm-hmm. probably at the like on South Street or something no, like that. It was at the Man Music Center. It was at the Man. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We were going to go. Mm-hmm. Somebody, um, I, I did find one podcast about Shock Rock that I listened to, and it was an episode. that was like six or seven years old, and I wish I remember the name of the show. And they had a good point that like Alice Cooper, if you if he was out now, he would not be shocking enough and not even because no. of the visuals but like i think part of the allure of him was like dude he he you have to go see this guy man yeah. he he decapitates himself with a guillotine yeah. you great. know if you see it on but then it'd be like oh i saw it on youtube yeah you yeah. know it would it would downplay it i mean imagine in the 70s you know coming out to see alice cooper and you know you're sitting very far away yeah you know and you're drunk and you everything is blurry and holy shit they cut off alice cooper's yeah. head yeah so you're, you know yeah maybe for people don't don't listen to him or know his his shtick was like he had yeah he would put his head in a guillotine and then have like a like a mannequin head yeah and yeah. Then somebody would be like he'd holding up, up his head and like yeah you know uh, he would have like monsters come out yeah like yeah, paper he, and there's still the same shitty like paper mache frankenstein yeah. which makes it yeah. awesome and actually that guillotine's in the rock and roll hall of fame is if it you take the tour yeah and what's really funny is that he has like you know dancers on stage at times and people assisting with his uh his props or anything like that i think his his daughter is a main part of his show now like with the snakes and all that other stuff so it's like a family business he, yeah. he takes um, a foil, like a, a, a sword, like a fencing foil, yeah. and he puts like $100 bills on it, like fake $100 bills, and he does $100 ba- or Million Dollar Baby, the song, okay. and he like flips them on top of the crowd and everything like that, so there's like money flying everywhere. Does he wear like the top hat? I can't I, Oh, yeah. He, he wears the white top hat and all yeah, that. Yeah. But even his album covers, because that was like a famous album cover uh, with the white top, with the hat, white top and hat and everything like that, his album covers have always been great. He's the best, man. He's, yeah. like, out of all of these bands, he's just, he's the best. He's he's the top of the pinnacle of it. Yeah. But like, you go see one of his shows, like people go see Kiss because of, it's a, it's a, like it's the stage show. It's a, it's a, it's a flashback from the good old days. That's the same thing you're going to see in Alice Cooper. You're going to go see Alice Cooper. You're going to get your money's worth. You're going to get that show that he did in the seventies. Yeah. You know, I thought it was pretty cool, man. I, I watched a video or an interview with him. And he talked about like where he got started, and he said like when he wanted to be shocking, and he didn't have a lot of money for any of these effects, that he would just go backstage and just grab anything. He's like, oh, here's a hammer that they're using to the set. So he would come out and just bang it against the mic stand and yeah. make sparks, mm-hmm. whatever he could do. Yeah. And then he said he um he took pillows and like CO two canisters and would just tear the pillows open and and shoot the feathers in the air, <laughs> which is also where like the chicken story oh, comes yeah, from. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When somebody threw a chicken on stage, yeah, and, he, and he thought it was a fake chicken. So he threw it back in the yeah. audience, and they, <laughs> just, they just destroyed it and ripped no, it into pieces. He said he thought chickens could fly. He's like, oh, they're a bird. They could fly. And then yeah. you see his chicken fly into the crowd. He said, and they ripped it apart, apparently. He said the most obs- the disturbing part, he's like, it fell into the first two rows, and the first two rows were people in were wheelchairs. Were people in wheelchairs, <laughs> yes! <laughs> he's like, so they're the ones that tore this poor bird and, apart. And maybe we, we can talk about the, 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 the role that the 
media plays in all of this. Because oh. oh, then yeah. the media, the story then becomes Alice Cooper murdered a chicken on yeah. stage and he drank the blood. And he was going to refute that. And Frank Zappa was like, don't you dare. <laughs> He's like, dude, let them run with their story. Yeah. I mean, and you start, like, we start talking about, like, Marilyn Manson. I mean, like, yeah. the stories that the media came up with, the shit that they came up with was just... Yeah, you know, it, it that becomes part of the hype. He's they, that's one thing he's got over Kiss. They never Kiss never killed anything on stage. No, I I read that like he tried to play in London and the London government wouldn't let him because they said, "Oh, we know you sacrifice live cats on stage as part of your your show." And then he wound up selling he he wound up his album went to number one and he wound up playing Wembley Stadium. Wow. because of all the publicity. Did he really him. play Wembley Stadium? Yeah, for he him. said that's like, great. He said he was getting. So his 1973 tour was the most popular tour in the history of the world at the time. So he outplayed the Stones because of all this great. crap that people were were negative attention. And he said like um his the guys in his band actually started carrying firearms with them because they were getting so many death threats. So like we know you're killing animals and you worship the devil. Can you imagine and- going down south down the Bible Belt doing that show? Hey, uh, you know it's um. Why we're still on Alice Cooper. I spread something this week that I found hilarious. Now, this happened with Manson. Everybody thought that he was Paul Pfeiffer from the Wonder Years. You know who they thought Alice Cooper was? No. Eddie Haskell from Leave it the Beaver. <laughs> that he grew up to be Alice Cooper. But, like this always just follows like like these these demons were like TV child stars, you know. I wait, wait, I thought he was supposed to be Eddie Munster. No, no, Alice Cooper was an Eddie yeah, Monster. He was Eddie Haskell. That. He was Eddie yeah. Haskell. Uh, it would be cooler they, if he was yeah, Eddie no, Monster. I agree. I agree. Did you hear that Rob Zombie's rebooting the monsters for like Netflix? Yeah. No. Like they announced yeah. it like really recently. I'm yeah. like, dude, I'll be banging. Yeah. No, I hope he gets it right. I hope it's like really creepy and dark. Yeah. I don't I, want I think it to be funny. I think, it's, I think it's not supposed to be campy. I think it's supposed to be nice. like serious and dark. They so. have the hot cousin that lives with them. Marilyn? Yeah. yeah. They lock her up in the basement with the, uh, what was the pet Spot. dinosaur? Spot. Spot. Yeah. Is, yeah. is uh, Moon, Moon uh, Zombie going to be playing Moon, her? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, his wife? Moon Zombie? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, you know what? I do have one more thing about Alice Cooper. So somebody, I read, I read an interview with him, and he was like, you know, like, why did you do this? What, what inspired you? And he said he saw Arthur Brown. Mm-hmm. And he also said that, like, music is all full of heroes. Everybody has, like, Elvis is my hero. This guy's my hero. And he's like, there's no villains. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the heel. And I want to awesome. be the, the heel of rock and roll. I thought it was really cool. I never heard that. That's great. You know, it's crazy. Alice's father was a preacher. You know, his whole life, he's preaching to his son about God and everything like this. And Alice was also wanted to grow up to be evangelist. Oh, really? You know, oh, yeah. You know, um, but when Alice started making, when making all these props and stuff for a show, his father was helping him make these props. That's, that's amazing. Like, you know, like, even though he's like this man of the cloth everybody probably thought like he was this this kid who like who sacrificed animals and is completely opposite yeah and he's like this like i said he's earlier like, he's this christian yeah and he had this christian faith his whole life and um his father was a preacher and bruce said there was no villains in rock and roll yeah so he's a great entertainer be, you know what a great yeah. entertainer what a great uh, uh, actor or whatever you want to yeah call. it's like like i mean we can talk about the motivation a lot of these bands like his was just kind of like all right dude i'm gonna i'm gonna go play i'm gonna take an angle that nobody else is doing sure and i'm just gonna yeah. try to be cool and interesting and you know at some point like kiss and alice cooper they they really stopped being the villains mm-hmm. we were really not gonna play a kiss song oh dude yeah let's 
We kind of glanced over Kiss, and I was kind of shameless. I was going to say something, but I was like, ah, we heard right, well, Kiss let's, let's talk about Kiss a little bit. Let's, let's do some Kiss. All right, let's play some Cold Gin. Nice. That first album's great. That first Kiss album. Yeah. Um, what's really funny about that, you know, he wrote that about Ace Frehley because Ace Frehley was a known, you know, to party a lot, even in the beginning. But uh, Ace always drank vodka and they couldn't find the word, like nothing rhymed with vodka. So it's like, okay, we'll just turn it into cold gin. Like cold vodka didn't sound like like a good lyric. Yeah, so they really. called it they cold gin at all. Yeah. But, um, in you know, I think like, you know, Alice Cooper... You know, he really um, performed better. Like Gene Simmons, he... But Kiss went over the oh, top. they went over the top. With the fireworks yeah. and the lights. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You know, from the guitar, with the fire coming out of guitar and the flying in the air. Yeah. From Gene spitting blood to yeah. beating Rise to the Ceiling, yeah. singing Thunder, uh, God of God Thunder. Thunder. Yeah. I, I feel like if we had to make, like, connections, I was like, I could see the dotted line from Arthur Brown to Alice Cooper to Rob Zombie. Sure. And I can see the dotted line from like Kiss to like Guar. Yes. Like, yes. Over, they, I agree with completely that. Yeah. over the top. I can see that. Uh, you know, actually, it was Ace Frehley's birthday this week. And I saw a video of him. Like, I forgot about this. Like, they did it in the, the retour that they did in the, uh, in the late 90s. But like, he would get done his guitar solo. And then he would step to the side of the stage and there'll be a string there. And there'll be a rocket on it. So he would like lean back and then a rocket would shoot across the stage into the air. And then like lights would come down and everything like that. You know, I would have loved to see Kiss in the 70s, man. But you saw like per- to its perfection when yeah. we just saw them last like, a yeah. few years ago. That was the show that they wish they could have put on in the 70s. I mean, who puts their own blood in their comic book? This is great. I, for years, I always wanted one of them. And I They're saw very one. hard to find. I tried I, to find you one. Yeah, dude. I went to, uh, or I think we went to Comic-Con like maybe 10 years ago, and I saw one for $100. So I'm wait, like, wait, wait, wait. What is this? These, Marvel put out a Kiss comic book. Yeah, and I remember they that. Used, and they put their own blood in the red ink. Like in the ink? Yeah, it's called Made With Real Kiss Blood. Okay. And I saw one at Comic-Con like years ago, and it was only $100. And I regret not ever not buying, buying it. it. Kind of like when, when Ryan didn't buy the Biggie Smalls action figure yeah. he yeah. saw. Yeah. At a That's probably the same Comic Con yeah. flea market. Yeah. There's, now there's like, like new ones. There's new ones out now. Biggie Smalls. Yeah, yeah. there's like the pop figures. They, there's a Biggie Smalls. The one out. you found, man. Like you can't find them on eBay for less than like three hundred dollars. I should have grabbed it. You absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I I dropped the ball on that one. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, Kiss also started. Like, they were one of the first bands too. Like everyone started calling them Satan worshippers. Kiss. What, what, what was it? Knights in Satan service. Yeah, and they wouldn't. They wouldn't deny it. They're like, hey, I. You, Any you press write, is good press. Right, you write yeah, whatever you you're want. You're a lot more creative than we are. Right, and if that's going to make you go buy some stuff, well, go right ahead. There's this footage of uh, Kiss on the Mike Douglas show, like really early in their career. And I forget who the actress is and everything like that. And Gene's sitting in there, and he's young and. Like they're just starting to get the perfection, so he's sitting there with all his, this gimmick on and all that. And this woman who's who, who's an actress, like she's really old at the time, and she's like, oh, "I can see right through you. You're probably a nice, you're probably a nice Jewish boy from like 
Queens or something. And it's like, if you only knew in his devil voice, you know, it's so, funny, like, yeah. you know, I, and you know, his, that first Gene look was scary. Looking. And I loved it. I love that first you know, Gene. Like I have a Gene Simmons tattoo. That's the look I wish I would have got. Yeah. You I know? mean, he, 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 the, he, the, he, was, he was really thin. Yeah. He had like the skull and crossbone shirt yeah, on and everything yeah. like that. He played a music man, which I don't, I've never seen him play after that. Um, but I think maybe Kiss did do a little bit better. They they took they all sold kinds a lot of, more albums. Dude, they took a, they, with their with their mystique. Like people were always trying to like get pictures without the makeup. Like the Inquirer, like like with, it, with yeah, the National Inquirer. Yeah, they would have like two thousand dollars if you can get Kiss without their makeup. They would never, ever, ever. And yeah. Gene just for pocket money would send his own picture and get the money for it. That wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> We we were talking about on another show how we didn't even know Kiss had makeup on like, in the beginning. In the eighty, yeah. when we were kids, yeah. Kiss had the eighties and they were being glam, and that's the only Kiss we knew. And then we found out they were makeup, and we're like, "Holy shit!" I loved it when you did say, "Like you know, Kiss got just got so much cooler than they were yeah. when you find out they had this makeup." They had all the makeup, and I was and I was just sold. Like when I found that they had makeup on. They they had this whole persona and this big show and I still remember the first time I heard Kiss Alive, like it, it, even to this day, like yeah. Ryan and myself will go to Wildwood on the beach and Ryan is always in charge of the music and always. then he'll put something on from Alive and we would sit there and just like man this is so good, so if you if you're out there you want to judge Kiss go listen to Kiss Alive and then come back and you could tell us they still stink but. They're great. They're great. I'll, I'll listen to it because I, you know, yeah, it's a we, great. We said in one episode, yeah. I don't like Kiss, but I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll check it out. That's the album you got to listen to. They All just right. tear it apart. All they, right, I'll do it. And I'll some of it. it was recorded at the uh, convention hall in uh, Wildwood, Wildwood, on the boardwalk. Yeah. Okay. All right. We we good? Yeah. Kiss. So. We're gonna move yeah. on. So sure. I did find it was pretty interesting. They were like a lot of people that were offended by them started burning their stuff, and guys from the Kiss Kiss were like, "Knock cool, yourself wait. out. If you're burning it, you're buying it. So yeah. you go right. You're gonna have to buy it again." And I think these two bands, too, kind of, like, right after the Shock Rock gets, like, mean, I guess, it, like, satanic. No, because Kiss was, like, a family-oriented thing by the end of the makeup era. Yeah, you start seeing kids dressing up as Kiss for Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah the one of them, the, the video of them singing Beth, you know, he's behind a piano with his... Yeah. You know, and Alice Cooper, like we said, was on The Muppets. The, the Muppet Show. Yeah. So a lot of, like, it was interesting, because a lot of the... The hardcore newer bands were like those guys were soft, yeah, you know, like, yeah, like but, it was it was like for kids, like they the merchant like you know Kiss did like Beatlemania on steroids, like you know what I mean. I mean, who do you aim Halloween towards? Kids, Kiss. yeah, kids, you know? yeah, I, yeah. Uh, and I guess that's a great segue into definition of what is shocking moves because some of the bands. When they try to find another way to be shocking, it's not like I'm going to wear something creepy. Now it's like Satan, you know. Like, and the, oh, the yeah. two bands that I have written down here are Merciful Fate and Venom. Yes, Merciful it, Fate. Yeah, man. So, yeah, we're talking about that first Merciful Fate and King Diamond. I love the Diamond. Yeah, I, yeah, I like King Diamond. Do you? I, I like I like is, him. I like his two other acts. I like yeah. his. I like his gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. His music sucks. I, was, I mean, but his gimmick is great. So yeah, man. Why don't we talk about his his gimmick a little bit first? So he had, um, you know, he had like the corpse paint with like the like white face paint with like black stripes on it. Yeah. He had like a upside down cross on it uh, somewhere. He scared the shit out of me when I see him on Headbangers Ball as a kid. And he did pretty crazy stuff. Um, 
he would like throw like pig guts at the audience and all kinds of outrageous stuff. Well, the thing I always thought was funny, it was like, here's King Diamond. And then when he talks, he's like this British chap. Hello, I'm yeah, King he's, Diamond. Um, like he's, <laughs> yeah. he's Dutch. Yeah. yeah. He's got that like, hurricane flirting, blurgen accent. <laughs> but he has like a real like gentleman way about how he talks. And, yeah. Yeah. Sure. I, I want him to snarl. And, yeah. Yeah. You know. But in the beginning, his makeup was very similar to Gene Simmons' makeup. And, this lawsuit went on for a long, long time and where he eventually had to change his makeup to that upside down cross on his forehead or he put crosses on his, on his cheek or something like that. But Gene Simmons mm-hmm. won that, won that, uh, that, ca- that, that case. Yeah. The better lawyer. Yeah. He, um, he might've been the lawyer. And he's another band where like the, the media, the, the bullshit, the hype. Yeah. Cause like the stories were always that he, uh, he slept in a coffin when he was on tour <laughs> and he lived in a castle and he didn't have any electricity and was only lit by candles and all this crap. But he's another dude, isn't you know, um he's another band where I see him and then I listen to the music and the voice doesn't actually <laughs> appear at all. I was listening to him, my my kids and I were going somewhere Saturday and I had the playlist on and this came on and my, my daughter and my son were both like, What the hell are you are we listening play to? It, play it. All right. This is uh, Abigail by, by yeah. King Diamond. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't, I can't take him seriously with that voice. Yeah. I, I, I know Axl Rose will hit those high notes, but I can't take that seriously. No. That, watching a video of that dude in that makeup hitting yeah. those high notes, I just I can't do it. No, and he's in leather, and he's got a top hat on. Yeah, yeah he, you know? he's another guy who had a skull. It was actually a real human skull that he had. Yeah. It was called Melissa that he would <laughs> sing to. But, you know, listening to that song, like before he started hitting those high-pitched high uh, squeals and all that, Kind of like a little bit like what Dave Mustaine tried to do, like that growling, you know, like yeah. if you listen to the verses, you know, so maybe that's where Dave kind of got his, uh, his influence from a little bit. But the, I, I remember hearing this story about like, uh, King Diamond as a kid. I don't know how true it is, but he was like a very accomplished soccer player. Hmm. At one time, I just thought it was worth mentioning. Like he was either going to be a soccer player, he's going to be a singer. Saw, like you know, I, I saw and I watched a um, a YouTube documentary on shock rock, and I'll, I'll we'll share it on our on our Facebook page. But the uh, guy went to King Diamond's house and he interviewed him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, all I do right now is I, I scare my cats." And his cat was walking, and <laughs> yeah. then he hit the. I'm not going to try to do the falsetto. Hey, I, I, all right, I don't know. We need to see. So he's in a band, Merciful Fate, yeah. and they're still he's, around. He and... has a huge cult following. Yeah. Um, I knew that he played New York a couple of years ago. A friend wanted me to go with him. I said, are you out of your fucking mind? No, I'm not going. <laughs> I remember uh, like a couple of years ago, a customer came. And it was right around Halloween. He did his tour. And I was, it was like a Friday. They came in. I'm like, oh, where you guys come from? They're like, oh, we just sold King Dime. I'm like, get out of here. I would love to. I would love to see it. Just to sit there and just laugh. I'd get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah, I don't know if I. Like, there's a lot of bands. Like yeah. as I've gotten older, like I'll go see just to say I saw. So, yeah, I he's not. I don't know. Well, be, dude, great people watching. I'm sure. It's. I just find it funny that like all this music that we're talking about, like horror and Satan and yeah. everything, and that guy's voice. And just kind of like, what is yeah. going on? Yeah, I mean, he has that typical English metal. Yeah, sure. you know, yeah, yeah, screaming yeah. voice that yeah. you hear yeah. from like Judas Priest. Yeah, but they do it or, better though. Hey, 
I don't like it at all. So they all can be the same. Mm-hmm. Do you like the next band we're going to talk about? Uh, let me read your mind. Venom. Venom. Um, I like their name. I I I do have a song on the playlist. I believe. Yeah. This is another band I I I didn't know. I I've heard the name. They came up a lot, man, in the uh, the mm-hmm. Big Four episode, like as an influence. I didn't know any of their music, so yeah. Why don't we play thirty seconds up before? This is uh the the little ballad called "Welcome to Hell." Like I don't find it so offensive. It just sounds like '80s metal to me. So I, I know nothing about this band. Do they have like a gimmick? Yeah, I don't know when that their, album came out. Their album cover had this big pentagram on it with a a a goat a goat's face on it. Uh-huh. It's real evil looking. But that's th- that's what I when I think of them. That's what I that's that's, what I, that's the image that comes to you. Yeah. yeah. So that album came out in '81. Okay. So it, you're probably pushing the envelope with all that. You know, like the the scary satanic stuff. Um, I thought it was pretty funny as I watched a video with them. This is another band I didn't know anything about. Like I said, they came up in the Big Four research a little bit. First time I listened to them and I watched some videos, the lead singer looks like Buffalo Bill from <laughs> Silence nice. of the Lambs. He had the same receding hairline. I was waiting for him to be like, you know, put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> um, and they said that they, they wanted to dare parents to tell their kids that they couldn't listen to it, knowing that the kids would listen to that's it. Gonna be, that's the worst thing you can do. Don't ever listen to this. Oh, you're going to listen to it yeah. automatically. And they, I, I watched an interview with their drummer, and the drummer was like, dude, we're not musicians. We're entertainers. Sure. And I thought this <laughs> was pretty funny. So he said, like, um, he told a story about, like, some, some bishop in England went and spent all of this money to buy all this high-end equipment to play the record backwards. And he was like, there's satanic messages in here. And the drummer goes like, dude, the album is called Welcome to Hell. The song is called In League with Satan. It has a pentagram on it. You could just play it forward yeah, and all the backwards. crap you're looking for is right there, yeah, man. You don't have like, to play it backwards. Right. Yeah, save, the, save the money, brother. It's right there. <laughs> I like how he said like he's he's a performer. They're not musicians, performers. I give them credit for even like acknowledging that, so yeah. that they are. Well, that's the thing. Like Some of these shock rock, they're not really good musicians. I don't disagree with you. Yeah. I don't right. so There's they, a lot of crappy shit going yeah. on. I mean, Alice Cooper is one of the better ones. Yeah. 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 Now, did they have like a like a crazy stage performance or anything like that? They like bring they were like a, They were like a three piece band. Okay, and they kind of looked like um, uh, like Conan the Bear Barbarian okay. kind of fucking okay. thing. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, like a man of war kind yeah. of like leather pants and no yeah. shirt yeah. kind of like, like yeah, like that um yeah the dude from Def Leppard is really jacked. Phil Collins. Yeah, yeah, kind of like those dudes, yeah. but like cross with the guy from Silence of the Lambs. It's, it's like you see them, and yeah. You see them, and they're like smiling and laughing and shit. <laughs> and they got like these really evil songs. Yeah, it's probably the first band that we've come across. Like they're just trying to be offensive, yeah. right? They're 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 pushing the envelope for no other reason than other than trying to get piss off parents, knowing mm. that then the kids will want to listen to it. Now I don't see it unless you you brought Man Horror. 
Do you, are they a shock rock band? No, I didn't put them on here. No, no. but no, but you've dropped. But you mentioned. I don't, it. I don't think so. You don't think so? From what you told me of them and everything like that, they're, they're I would, more I like would a, definitely say like they're definitely like shock rock. I think rock they're band. more like a Norse god kind of. Gotcha. I don't know what yeah. their stage shows are like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, they're not like war. That's, yeah, that shoots semen all over the yeah, place. Yeah. yeah. So. All right, we good with those guys? We good with Shock Rock? Yeah, man, yeah. check out so, Venom. And we have Guar. Well, I have another section before we move on to Guar. But um, so then the next, the next thing we talked about was like kind of punk rock, and I mean, punk rock has always had a degree of shock to it, right? The, oh yeah, the Mohawks and the leather, and yeah, we talked about this a lot in our punk rock episode. But there's a couple bands that we missed in the punk rock episode. Well, maybe we should start with the one that we did talk about. Okay. Yeah. Gigi Allen. My hero, Gigi. He's interesting. He's a... He, he's, if you listen to our punk rock show, you talk, we talk about Gigi. He is definitely in performance arts. He yeah. he pushed that envelope as, as far as it could go. Um, like as much as anybody we've ever talked about. Yeah, like he would fight his 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 own group of his crowd um he'd fight his band he'd fight the crowd he'd take a dump on the stage um, as performance art like at his finest and, yeah right he'd just roll around and you know he would rape men he would rape women you know um class act. he would like punch a woman in the face um hey they're going to the they're going to the show this they're is going what, to, yeah they know what he does and that woman's probably walking around like Gigi Allen punched me in the face man like you know it's, it's a badge of honor you know you know Gigi's like a scumbag but i found this song that i just can't get enough of can we play it carmelita yeah yeah Dude, that's the best hook I've ever heard in a long time. That's the greatest song I think I've ever heard him sing. The guitar is out of tune, though. It's really out of tune. You have to see the video. Dude, that guy's doing life it. was out of tune. Dude, why have, <laughs> yeah. how come we never covered that song? I don't know. But dude, we're going to do it a, now. What a hook that has. Um, I'm strung out on heroin. Yeah, man. On the dead ends of town. Man, man that, that that came on on the playlist, and, you know, and I saw Gigi Allen's name, and I'm I'm bracing for it. Yeah, and, here and I'm like, what am I listening song. to? Right, and then I look at the album; it's called the Tampa Acoustic Sessions. I'm like, yeah. what the hell are we listening to? Again, this is the second time that I've heard something that I'm like, what I expect and what I yeah. hear are two, you know, much yeah. like King Diamond's voice, two completely different yeah, that's things. Crazy. See, in my opinion, Kurt Cobain wish he could write a fucking song like that. Sure, like straight up to be like, yeah, I'm on heroin. Like straight up, he said right on the fucking thing. Kurt had to like jump around, like dance around it, dance around just... it, not say it like that. And Gigi's like, and this is before Kurt was dead. This is he was dead by the time yeah, Nirvana. Yeah. But Kurt got had together. like Kurt probably had too many like a record executive saying like you can't say that. We're not gonna put that out, you know. Well, nobody put Gigi albums out either. Gigi had no no uh, no pressure on him. So, so you know what his original name real is? Money in it. You know what his real name is? Jesus Christ Allen. His yeah, dad, oh, like his God-given name? His yeah. God-given name is Jesus. I thought going to say it was like Herman or no, something. No, no. His Jesus Christ Allen, his father was out of his mind. Um, what, what, do you, what do you 
think his motivations were in music? Was he Trump? Like, I think he was mentally ill. Yeah, he definitely had. Do you think issues. he was mentally ill? Yeah. Do you think yeah. he was? Yeah, yeah. You could look at it when he. You see a picture of him. His face and one eye is a little off than the other eye. Yeah, there's nobody home, dude. Yeah, there, it's just all this anger, and I think everything he sees is, is set on fire. And he just lives in a dark. He lived in a dark place. He's just you know? a junkie. Yeah, and then he, he started doing that. His brother is a clown too, to be honest. Yeah, with you. and yeah, his we, mother is she's out of her mind too. Yeah, we talked about them a little yeah, bit in the we punk did. episode. Yeah, but he he like you watch the Jerry Springer episode. He's on, and he's <laughs> he's fucking awesome. He, he's, yeah, he's yeah, dude. He's he's being like really critical of like the system. And I don't like I, I don't want to make this like that. He's like some super fucking intellectual. He's not. Yeah, but yeah, you it don't was think like, you don't think. I don't think he's an intellectual at all, but I think he was a little bit above the curve. That's what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. what I meant when I asked if, like, what was his motivations? Like, I don't think he was trying to be offensive for the sake of being offensive. I think he really believed when he was like, "The system sucks, and you yeah. follow oh, me." Yeah, like, from, you know, he wasn't. He wasn't just yeah. making shit up. From no. what he saw of it, and like I said, like he's no intellectual, but from what he understood and what he saw, really pissed him off. Yeah, like like you Alice know. Cooper's playing a character. Exactly. Right? He's, yeah. he's decidedly doing something to be provocative. This dude was all in with whatever character or, or the guys from Venom saying like, mm. hey man, we're trying to just be as offensive as possible to yeah. sell records. Yeah. Gigi Allen was all in whatever he believed, whether it was mental illness or drugs or whatever. It was, it was a all, thing. Yeah. all of it stirred up into a in, into a mosh pit. And and in his uh, brain. <laughs> and and yeah. thinking about it too, like the world needs or music needs people like him out on the outskirts. I remember seeing that Gigi Allen on was it Jerry Springer was it Sarah Jesse Raphael it was one of them yeah but I remember seeing that as a kid and I was like holy shit this guy's out of his mind and he's saying your kids are gonna follow me your kids are <laughs> yeah, this yeah and now it's like thirty it fucking like years later stuff. Yeah. yeah but it's yeah, thirty it's years true. later yeah. I'm like it's true because here I am yeah, yeah here I am playing him. talking about him on, on our show playing yeah, right. like this is he's the one guy we've talked about like. Oh, two shows. No, yeah. but he's that he's interesting to, to talk yeah. about. Yeah, he is that I mean, his last show, he r- rolls around New York City for an hour in his underwear, and nobody picks him up. The cops don't pick him up. He's, he's like the middle of the fucking day. He's rolling around naked. Um, he's trying to get into a cab. Everybody's following him down the street. That's the last time you see Gigi Allen. He goes to his friend's house and he overdoses. Yeah, overdoses. And then you have that famous picture of the two girls with a picture of him. Don't even know that he's dead. Like, we get a Bernie style. Yeah. Yeah. But I think he's he's worth remembering, though. And, like, definitely just not even necessarily this episode, but just in general. If you're a rock and roll punk rock fan that appreciate. He was just. Like, great. different. He was just on another planet. He like, had that he, like, army I saw, helmet. Remember yeah. he had that, like, Nazi helmet yeah. or whatever he had? When he was on the Sally Jesse show, he had, like, a. Like a jock strap, a jock yeah. strap, a leather jacket. Yeah, yeah, like they buried him in that shit. Metal, yeah. uh, uh, leather riding boots, yeah. and the goatee, and he had like a riding crop. Yeah, and yeah, man, he's definitely worth checking out. And if you want to hear more about it, go check out the punk rock episode we did, which was one of our bet. Well, all of our episodes are fantastic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, that was that was a good one, and we talked about him a, a lot. You will guaranteed be offense, offended. Yeah, he was definitely. Um, what was the uh, George C. Scott played him. Pat, Pat, it's like he's, <laughs> yeah, he was. It's like yeah. Gigi Allen was like Pat on Bad Acid. Yeah, <laughs> but if you're gonna look at performance art and this and that, is he the best? He is the best. You know, he, he wasn't playing a character like you said. No, like Alice we or just Kiss listened to that yeah. song. That song yeah, is he honest. The God, yeah. 
truth. Well, you can't like then anything I will give him. At least he's an honest. Yeah, maybe maybe the you know? the most raw. Yeah, yeah. Musician we've talked about like just you know mental illness and drug addiction and all that other shit, man. That guy he just. I mean, if you listen to more of that song later on, he talks about how he gets a his his gun, pearl knife gun, or pearl handle pearl gun, handled. and he blows himself away in it. Like, man, he yeah, was, a lot of demons. Yeah, not, he not was like to say, "I'm going to kill myself on whatever day," and he's like, "Don't tempt me because I will." And then he didn't then make he, it to the day because right. he fucking overdosed. Right. But then I I watched that documentary. Dude, I couldn't even sit through it all. I sat, I sat through maybe twenty minutes. I'm like, all right, that's enough of this jerk off. I can like, sit you through know, it. I, I, th- I find like, him yeah. very intriguing. I mean, no, he is, but yeah, I find it more interesting to talk about than, than to listen to. No, I oh, his music sucks. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that song that we played is the best song that he has. I mean, he has some great titles of songs. We played one of his songs before. Yeah, like what was it called? Scumbag. Scum- or, yeah. like uh, you suck or you something. Suck, yeah. You suck, scumbag, or some some deviation of that so no but um, i've been meaning to you know we're at the bar i i, I my friend nick clark we we enjoy gg talking all the time about gg i want to enjoy listening yeah i, I enjoy listening i want to i want him to draw me a picture of gg allen so i can hang it in the men's room of mccusker's <laughs> i think just don't the, draw it in your own poop i think that's because like, that's what his brother does he, uh gg allen's I brother think, does paintings with, with his own feces i think that'd be a perfect spot for gg allen portrait sure. would be in the bathroom of mccusker's with the patent helmet on. Uh, with the patent helmet. Let's talk about the, the princess of shock rock. Yeah. Wendy O. Williams and the Plasmatics. Man, we, we Wendy told, O. Wow. We, we missed this in the punk rock yeah, we episode. We like just going back doing this research, I'm like, man, we, we she was something messed else. up. She was something else. She would always have like I see foot you see footage of her and it's absolutely outrageous. And especially for not to say like especially back in the eighties or seventies, eighties, a woman like cutting a car in half and chainsaws and like yeah she was definitely one to like go this depress depress the envelope as far as it could go she was for women's rights yeah she she was for like animal rights um she was against censorship she she was against um she wasn't against drugs i tell you that <laughs> no but she's she's the only female rocker that we've talked about and that we're going to talk about in this whole episode, mm-hmm. you know. And, and yeah. you're right; she was she was punk rock. She kind of had a, the mohawk. She was a, a stripper. She was she did some some porn, dude. She was she was a sex show worker on Forty Third Street in New York City. That's not hard to believe. That's like right on. Um, Right around Times Square. When it so was, you like, think about in the seventies, yeah. when it 80s. was really, really sleazy, dirty. Our she, favorite, our favorite New York. I, th- that was my favorite New York. Sleazy. You know what she was famous for? She was famous for doing the ping pong trick. <laughs> really? <laughs> if you don't know what the ping pong trick is, everybody, you everybody, can, you can go on the internet and find just. <laughs> every one of us knew exactly what that was without <laughs> discussing that. But she had, she had this mohawk. She was blowing cars. She was definitely like yeah. the evil Knievel of she, punk rock. Very well said. Yeah, she very was, well said. She'd blow herself up. Didn't she'd she? blow herself up. She she was on the 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 morning show of Tom Snyder. Is that what his name was? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Tom Snyder. And Tom Snyder's just totally in love with her. He he gets it. Um, yeah, she's she has a, she has all these TVs. Um, 
it's like a wall TV. She yeah. has a wall TVs. And now she has a fucking a bus, a school bus. And she drives a school bus right through the wall TVs with her fucking mohawk. It I, looks like fucking I, Mad Max. Yeah, I, actually, I did see. I've seen that before. It and is she, great. She was taking like um like chainsaws to crap and yeah. smashing her instrument. Like totally wild, crazy stuff. And this is not even on the stage. This no. is just on television. Right, like, she was she, wearing like um like no top. She was wearing yeah. just like shaving cream out, yeah. or whipped cream with yeah. like, you know. She would get locked up in the middle of her show. Like yeah. they would, the cops would come in and just tear her off the show. And she'd be yeah. like, Facing she exposure. would fight the cops. Yeah. I, so, you know. yeah, so I have a story on that. So she gets arrested for obscenity in 81. So she would bring a sledgehammer out and she would smash crap. And at one point, she turns the sledgehammer upside down, and she starts, like, stroking the, the handle, mm-hmm. like, masturbation. Mm-hmm. And they arrest her for lewdness, which is, like, dude, how many musicians play the guitar and, like, yeah, or the mic stand? Like, Jim Morrison got arrested yeah. for that, too. Right, right. Yeah. So she, but she's a woman. Yeah. And, and um, she gets arrested, and then she says one of the cops, like, groped her with her. Probably so did. she went nuts, and she turns around and punches the cops. And they beat the shit out of her. And there's pictures of her laying on the ground, like in handcuffs. Her, they broke her nose. Her manager, who wound up being her like domestic partner for 20 years, he jumps in and they beat him so badly he was unconscious and he went to the hospital. And he got arrested. Where, where did this happen? Milwaukee in 81. Wow. Milwaukee. And then later that year, she comes out with the shaving cream top right. in Cleveland and they arrest her again. So she's getting locked up for all this. Like, dude. Guys were doing this crap and rock and roll forever. Like Jim Morrison, twenty years ahead of time. Yeah. Again, the stroking the 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 thing. That's part of rock and roll, yeah. man. But but Jim Morrison's just a like a blown out like alcoholic. You know, no, she's a crazy person. No, Wendy Williams was out of her goddamn yeah. mind. Her yeah. her nickname was Wow. Sure. Wendy O. Williams. Sure. You know, let's play a song by her. Um, right, before we play the song, um, it's a called song's called Bump and Grind. Now, this album is basically Kisses playing the backup band. You got Eric Carr playing drums. You got Ace Frilly on guitar. You got Jake, Gene playing bass that didn't get credit. He took his name off of it. Smart man. And Paul Stanley is really? playing guitar. No kidding. It's called Bump and Grind. Right. right off the bat, it sounds like straight... Uh, Kiss? Yeah. Like... Darkness in the Night, whatever it was called. Creatures of the Night. Creatures of the Night. Okay. Right off the bat. Let's hear it. All right, here we go. Right. If you're a Kiss fan yeah, around I'm, Creatures of the Night. No, you hear it. And um, I've never heard that. And you could totally hear that sort of like that beginning 80s because it was made in 81. You know, Paul Stanley definitely wrote the lyrics to that song. And if they got on board with that, Gene Simmons definitely thought he could market on it. Totally. And then maybe he thought like, oh, this girl is wow, out of her mind crazy. Yeah. yeah. And decided to break himself away from it. Well, you know? the album never came out until 2000 okay. something. So it was, she died in like 1997. Yeah. I believe she blew her brains out. Yeah. She, she committed she, suicide yeah. in 98. Yeah. Um, she definitely had mental illness. It's a shame. Yeah. Since she tried 
taking a knife and a hammer and hammering it into her chest. How and it, painful. And then got stuck in her chest bone, which is like, dude, like... Is she... I wonder what her background's like. Yeah, like she, yeah, dude, I don't know she, was a, she was a sexual... No, I, I know, but know? where'd she grow up? Like, you know... Was, she, Probably on the streets of New York yeah, City. I think she was like a runaway and all yeah. kinds of other she probably stuff. Probably abused her whole life. Yeah, just that. Yeah, she um she wound up marrying her manager and she uh she left a suicide note or something. Went out in the woods and and shot herself, but she put a bag like of a her bag head. of her head because she didn't want him to see. Every, yeah, well, at least she she thought of that. Yeah, considerate enough. Yeah. Wow, what a crazy story. But her yeah. band was called the Plasmatics. Yeah. But you know, Wendy Wendy O, and they stopped. They they never came out with anybody like her after that. I mean, she just. I know she gets a lot of recognition through over the years. Well, I you know. think I think people like Courtney Love, yeah, um, you know, other women definitely look up to her. Yeah, I'm sure L seven L seven they love her. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, just for everything she stood for, just women rights. I mean, even somebody like Melissa Everidge can get behind her. You know, or even the Indigo Girls, or you know, she <laughs> she was an activist. Did she play Wilfair? She, no, no, she, no. act- she was she, an activist. She was yeah. in an episode of MacGyver. As an act- she was an actor. Did she blow up? Did she blow herself up? <laughs> she blew it, MacGyver. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, she definitely was an activist. She was maybe in, she was a little bit before her time. She was to the extreme. She yeah, was, definitely. She, she sounded was, like a real pissed off person. She was in this. You know, put that she was in this um, porno that I seen online for research purposes. For for research. Course, no, but yeah. it was on YouTube. It was it was part of a a, a documentary, uh-huh. and it was her being a host on the Gong Show. So it was like the sexual thing going on, and she was like gonging the gonging the sexual act. <laughs> And it was like it was really the. This sounds like like a snuff film. It sounds like something that right. would be like real gritty. It and was. Like, it was the seventies. Like, it was yeah. like really really fucked up. But you know, Wendy O, the princess of punk rock. All right. So I think next up we've got the absolute top of shock rock guar, and then we've got kind of the newer artists. So why don't we take a commercial break? You know. It's probably best that we reset before we talk about Guar, since they're so yes. over the top. Anyway. I want to I want to lay down some fresh tarp. Yeah, the blood's going to start. We're flowing. all going to come back in white. Yeah. Yes. So. All right. All right. Cool. We'll take a commercial break. We'll be back in a couple moments. Stick around. This episode of the Prisoners of Rock and Roll is brought to you by McCusker's Tavern, located at 17th and Shunk Streets in South Philadelphia. McCusker's Tavern has been in business for more than 50 years, making it the oldest bar west of Broad Street and a city known for its neighborhood watering holes. Minutes from the sports stadium, McCusker's is a great place to stop in for a few beers before or after a game or a concert. There's a reason why everyone from Philadelphia Magazine to Playboy have ranked it as one of the best dive bars in the city. Music is such an important part of McCusker's Tavern that we're actually recording this episode from there right now. They're currently closed due to the pandemic, but miss everyone and hope to see them soon. In the meantime, check them out on Facebook. That's McCusker's Tavern. All right, we're back from the commercial break. Thanks for so much for hanging in there with us. Now that you have gotten another drink, you've gone to the bathroom, we're going to talk about Guar. Guar! A, a band that is just deserving of their own category. What are their stories? They're aliens? Yeah. Do you, do you, did you look that up, what their backstory is? Yeah. Right, lay it on us. No, go ahead. Do you know it? I used to know it. Like, I know, like, let me let me see. Like, I know they're, they're aliens and they're scuffed by the human race and they come down to take over Earth because it's, like, they're dying the, out or something like they're that. They're the scum dogs of the, the universe. universe? Yeah. 
Uh, That's one of their albums' names. Scumbirds. Scumdolls of the universe. Yeah, they're they're banished for being intergalactic fuck ups, <laughs> and they crash underneath the ice of Antarctica, and then they have sex with monkeys, and they create. <laughs> Human being. When's wow. Disney going to make this movie? He's like a Guardian of the Galaxy or something. <laughs> they are the most legendary, obscure band. Like, if you want to find out if somebody's really in is a heavy metal nerd or not, you ask them if they listen to Guar. Yeah. Um, I, I think Ryan and myself uh, discovered Guar like when we were in high school. And it was just like just absurd. It was just absurd just to listen to it. And have you guys it was ever crazy. Have you guys seen them? Yeah, I saw them oh, twice. Yeah. I've they're, seen them twice. They're very. Uh, Awesome. Like, guys, people go to that show just dressed all in white, and they want to, like, get For the spit on and blood on. The guy has a huge penis, and then he shoots out, like, all these different colors out of it. And it's really uh, – you want to talk about offensive? They, yeah. Like, yeah. They sac- – like, one of the biggest compliments ever is to go to a war show and, gets, and get killed. Like, who wants to die? Who yeah, wants, yeah, so I guess we, we probably should try to explain them. So they wear these ridiculously ornate costumes of yeah. – uh, they're like movie quality like styrofoam yeah kinda. like big shoulder pads and horns and they all have i have i have a list of the um the members of the band so you had odorous arungus ball sack the jaws of death flattest maximus beefcake the mighty jizz mac the gusher and sleazy p martini who's their manager he's not in the band yeah he's he's <laughs> oh, he's like the the, the Mexican guy. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is he just the manager? Like, and the the characters never change, but the people who play, play them, them do. Yeah. Right. So it's like, it's completely over the top. Let's play it. Let's play Gwar song. All right. Yeah, I put Slaughterama on there. Nice. Right, I remember that one. With a battle cry go forth, which is give the people what they want. And what the people want could only be the senseless slaughter of the gutter slime that litters this nation for cash and prizes. Yes, this is the show where people bet their lives to win something big. Cause when your life is shit, then you haven't got much to lose on Slaughterama. That is the most important song in the whole playlist. I'm so uh, happy you put that on there. Yeah, man, that was a fun. I remember That's, hearing that as a kid. Yeah, I, say, hey, Mister Hippie, got some shit between your toes. <laughs> so, and I guess, yeah, like you mentioned the um, the executions. So they make these like uh, mannequins or characters of yeah, like, like big celebrities, puppets, big puppets. Yeah, it's like nobody is safe from Guar. Yeah, like, they they kill everybody. Yeah, they they they've killed um, presidents and you name it, the queen, everybody from like murder victims and like really like bad like right. jokes, like, like bad really jokes about bad. serial killer about people getting killed. And, and the like, the executions are always like over the top, like they behead somebody and like it's blood spurting everywhere. And you, the, yeah, the the people that they execute, like the the characters they make, are, are a little. They're very cartoonish too. Yeah, you want to talk offensive? The one time I seen them was maybe like six months after Princess Diana died, and they cut off her fucking head in the show, and there's blood going everywhere. <laughs> it's really like it's really now really that, bad taste. Now that's entertainment. No, it like like Ryan said, there's nobody safe from um, from Guar. Can I read some of their album titles off, yes, please? please. Um, scumbags of the universe. I feel like we should yeah. have some like proper British music playing. By the <laughs> <time>. <laughs> like, Bloody pit of horror. 
Lust in Space, Beyond Hell, War Party, This Toilet Earth, We Kill Everything, Fuck This Planet, the acoustic <laughs> album. That's they great. are fucking great, dude. There I was mean, a, like you know, like you said, like you know, like the members changed in the band or like that. Like back in like the the nineties when this band like surfaced when there was like a rumor that there was this is before the internet and all that, that there was two different guar bands. And because they really are a business, they have like a compound where they make all their like their albums, their costumes, their props, and everything like that. So one guar band would, would tour the East Coast and the other one tour the West Coast. So nobody would really know because you don't there's know, no because they're all yeah. in the costumes. Yeah. And it, you're just and, happy that Guar's there. You're yeah. not gonna question that's not Otimus. Yeah. He he passed away a couple years ago. Now yeah. they have this new lead the new lead singer. Yeah. He is like this huge motorcycle looking dude. And he's got like this deer head thing looking on him mm-hmm. and below him he's got like four dildos. Like like otters, like they're like otters, but they're like four dildos. So he's not playing the Animus character then. No, he has. They, his they own retired. Character. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they he, retired the Odorous Arongus. They actually character. burned it. Yeah, they did a, a Viking uh, funeral for yeah. it. Yeah, and yeah, there's footage out there. Because yeah. yeah, they would do, uh, and I think they still do. They do the a guar big, stock. Yeah, guar stock, kind of like the ICP thing, you know. And they did it there, and I I seen footage of it, like. It's. It looks like a good time to me. Looks you know? like a lot of meth going on. It's <laughs> like an ICP. That ICP thing. They've gotten arrested a couple times, and they've Not gotten banned. And they've they've always um like fought back. They've sued, and the ACLU has actually had their back. And uh, a couple times they've they've actually won the case, or they've settled out of court. And they always donate the money to charity. Oh well. So I thought it was kind of interesting. Like yeah, dude, they're they're getting pressure from the squares, and they're being like. Well, they, no. can, they can play that card. This is art, artistic like, vision. Yeah. But you know? know what? Though? It's like you have to be kind of, It's like you're not a dumb person coming up with something like no, that. No, not at all. You kind of got to be intelligent to come up with something like Guar. Yeah. You know, it. from what I know, like I know Guar, pe- pe- people, my friends that like Guar, they're pretty intelligent people. Yeah. Um, because it, like just listen to that last song, like there's comedy in it. Like it's smart. Like, you know, it's, it's smart. But you go to a show, man, it's scary. It's a scary pit. It's a it's, it's a scary, it's a scary scene. looking. We, yeah, like, we seen them on Halloween one time, and I was at the electric factory and sat on the upstairs bar, the, the upstairs. upstairs, and I was like, "Fuck that!" Yeah, I go down there. <laughs> you said like about them being like pretty intelligent. Like they do goofy shit. Like you can see videos of him reading like Goodnight Moon. You know, like, like yeah, they they get it, man. Yeah. Where, where they are, yeah. And they're another band who came out with comic books, like everything they they promote themselves. I I don't know if they ever made action figures. I'm sure they did. They put her face on everything they they thought they could, but they they definitely marketed themselves great. Yeah, they were they're, like in movies. They were like in that uh, what was that movie from the Asia of the record store? The Empire like, Records. Yeah, they were in Empire Records. You know, everybody knew who Guar was. Yeah, they're being satirical. Like they're poking fun of everything. Yeah, and they're taking it to another level. They kind of just like poke fun of what fucked up about the Earth. Like, what's fucked up about politics, yeah. what's fucked up about crime, Yeah, you know, um, money-hungry things. And- I, I made a list of some of the people that they've executed. Like, I have OJ, Paris Hilton, Michael Jackson, Lady Gaga, Hitler, Snooki, Justin Bieber, and Donald Trump. Sounds perfect. So they're, like, they're all over the place, man. Yeah. Nobody, like, like Ryan said, there's nobody safe. Nobody is safe yeah, from they're, the war. They're, they're just, they're ragging on the system and, and everything else. And they've been doing it for... 30 years, 30 years. For years. Right. Probably longer than 30 years. 
I guess Guar is like a like a household name. I guess so. There's a there's a. Uh, Did you eat your Guar cereal this morning? Sorry. I think there was an actual song like that or something like that. But out in Richmond, Virginia, I have the shirt on. It's called the Guar Bar. So the whole bar it looks like a normal place, but it's all like until you go in. Until you go in, and it's like this little downtown area that's kind of like Leave It to Beaverish kind of thing. But like they have um, like paintings of them in there and everything like that, and. As from what, yeah, but it's like all them like, like on a, stage. Like a velvet painting yeah, or like, I don't think they had any props in there or anything like that. But like during the pandemic, they tried to get through it like everybody else, and they had their outside seeing. So they called the Guarden, and I just thought that was just absolutely hilarious. But I don't think there's any affiliation with the band in that that place. I think it was just a fan. I think it's I think it's great that somebody opened up a Guar bar, you know, and it's. I thought they owned part of it. I thought I saw that on their website. I, I might be wrong. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm it, sure that I was blown away when I heard. Yeah, it. but you, you think uh, it's trademark, like the name Guar is trademark. Yeah, yeah I, I guess. I guess you're right. You know, I guess. Yeah. So they probably have something to do with it. So the Guar Bar, the guy that plays Ballsack, the Jaws of Death, was in the restaurant industry for 30 years. Okay. And so the Guar Bar is is theirs. Okay. I'm actually looking at their. <laughs> I'm looking at their menu. They have a uh, poutine. You know the Canadian yeah. disco fries. Uh, tater tots, chips and salt, vegan chips and salsa, buffalo and beer mac and cheese. Oh, beef stroganoff. <laughs> Build your own mac and cheese. Uh, vegan Ragnaroks, chicken McDucket. It's, it's it very, like a like, normal place, kind of a, like a gastro pubby kind yeah. of place. Other than like here's a <laughs> Satan's balls. <laughs> you know, other than some funny, some funny stuff. Um, it's pretty, you know, okay. Hey, it's a gimmick, you know? Right. Shit, if Kiss can do it, why can't sure. they? Sure, and Kiss don't have no bar. Right. You know who actually had a bar? Alice Cooper had a bar called uh, Cooper's Town. Yes, and when you walk in, instead of saying, welcome to my nightmare, it says, welcome to my restaurant. Yeah. So I was in Cleveland, like, years ago, and I was going I was going to South Dakota, which you're going to go to soon. Yeah. And we, we were driving out there. So it was right across from where the Indians play in Cleveland. And I just walk in, and like I didn't know. I was sitting there for a half hour. Didn't know it was Alice Cooper's bar. And you see all this stuff, and it's called Cooper's Town. I go outside, smoke a cigarette, and there's a picture. I'm like, "Hey, man, is this Alice Cooper's bar?" And they're like, "Yeah." I'm like, "You guys got any t-shirts?" <laughs> like, you, like it was a really neat place. And me and Ryan went to Cleveland a few years ago to see Metallica, and I was seeing that bar was still open, and it wasn't. Uh, I think there's another one in like Arizona. I think, I think he right. lives in yeah. Arizona now. Yeah. So, so to be in Shock Rock, you must own a bar. Is that it for Grun- uh, Guar? I feel I feel like we're saying goodbye to them. We're not no, saying no, goodbye. Just, yeah. We're not saying goodbye to them. Maybe they'll come up in another show sometime. Maybe the one we do on like wedding songs or something. It'll come yes. up. So, <laughs> but Guar is great. If uh, if you ever need a good laugh, yeah, they're watch they're it. in a they're in a genre all by themselves in this. And if you yeah. ever go see them live, don't wear white. Yeah, because <laughs> you'll come out and, look like a tampon. Yeah, and don't <laughs> sit too close to the stage. Yeah. Wear like old shoes. <laughs> definitely, definitely. All right. So now we're up to the later generation. So and I kind of I kind of grouped everything else from like the nineties on. And I've got a handful of bands that I guess we can talk about in any particular order, but I guess maybe the first one, since they're the first one in my my notes here, are is is Rob Zombie a white zombie? I love so do white I. zombie. Yeah, so do I. I think they're great. Um me and Ryan were talking about uh white zombie. Uh, during the research for the show. I don't know if I really consider them a shock rock band. I just consider them a heavy 90s band. That I'd see them as a shock rock. I see them... They were... Um, definitely had a gimmick, and it was a monster. 
kind of yeah their their live shows are pretty over the top yeah. with the they're like with Alice the Cooper. and I feel like the he is gone when he went solo he got like more like the shtick yeah mm. and we don't have any of his music on I didn't put any music on no. there no. is Dracula his song or is that like it's his song yeah maybe Thunderkiss sixty five yeah that's our big one. I, 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 just I think love great. White Tom. They're one of my favorite bands from the 90s. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Um, they, they get you pumped up. Like, I guess maybe like some frat boy meathead shit with some listeners would listen to it, but it's something that everybody bought into, you know? He had Alice Cooper stage stuff, but if Alice Cooper had like modern technology and a lot of money from the 70s, yeah, yeah. but he still has the same kind of like. He definitely puts that, out like that retro. Yeah, that yeah. kind of locky. Yeah. Yeah. He said there was movies and all that, you know? Yeah. And he's like, he's really, really into like old horror movies. You know, he, yeah. he made no. all those like the yeah. Halloween. Yeah. And, they're great. And, and they're great. They're the, great. The, the Halloween's great. The, um, the House of a Thousand the, Corpses yes, and yes, all that. Yes. I, I don't like horror movies, so. Movies. You never watch them? No, I don't. I don't like horror movies. What? I, I don't. What? That's a there are two great films, hundred thousand corpse and rejects. Yeah, the yeah, that was yeah, rejects. rejects. Yeah, he's kind of like where like comic books and and hard like schlocky B horror movies come together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about like these bands and everything like that. Like we did mention, like some of these guys aren't like the greatest musicians ever, and like we kind of talked about it. I forget what her name is. For um, the bass player for Sean Yassault. And she's great. Like, we were watching a video and I'm like, she is spot on. But is she a great bass player? No. She's a she great bass player. No, she has style. For that band? For sure. that band. Yeah, because he wrote everything. He didn't need her. That's why she's not yeah. around anymore. Well, she but, was, like, yeah, she, she was tuned down like below D. And you watch her and she's not even, she's just hitting that open E string, whatever it's tuned to. Now, I asked Ryan this, like, why does. Would he ever get the bet together with White Zombie again? I'm he like, doesn't need to. You, you said that. I think people would jump on board with that. Yeah, but I, it's not I would like, love it. I'd be all over it. Yeah, I, I, he still plays all those songs by himself. I mean, it's not like he needs those dudes. Yeah, but just to get those guys together would be I great. I couldn't tell you who those other guys were. It's not like it was like Johnny Five in the band. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. So, yeah. yeah. So what his motivation, though, so we talked a little bit about, you know, Gigi Allen just mentally ill and... I think his thing is like he's just really into horror movies yeah. and just trying to like artistically push the envelope, right? Like he's he. I don't think he's trying to be offensive for being no. offensive. I think he's just into that, and I think he embraces that that cheesiness. I don't, I don't of think it. he's being offensive. I don't think he is either. Yeah, no. I think he's just trying to be a horror movie, not like a slasher movie, just like a horror movie, like painting well, a picture. With yeah, music. Like, yeah, like do you ever look at um? You take any of his albums and you open up the liner notes. There's all like cartoony kind of like yeah. mon- like he draws all that sh- yeah. all that stuff. So he's he's a really really talented dude. Yeah, um, I, 
I yeah, love I it. think he just loves that 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 B level horror goofy schlock. Because even his movies, I said I've never seen them because I don't like that kind of shit. But I've always heard it's like it's over the top. It's it gratuitous. Is, yeah. But that's like kind of how those movies were. You should watch those movies. It's really how it's done. Like it's yeah. retro. At like, least I watched the Halloween dude. For real, because it, 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 it is like retro looking. Yeah, like everything's yeah. posed, like pop culture. Yeah, you get you get it really fast. So everything's um, like I, I throwback. Okay, yeah, but everything's <laughs> yeah, like throwback. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, but do I consider him a shock band? No, but I could see where you guys come from with it all. Okay. They just like created that, made that that style popular, and I'm kind of curious to ask you know people who really listen to his music and who love shock rock like this these heavier bands they Lloyd Zombie might be a pop band to them and they yeah, might not they're like, one of the better bands yeah they might be a pop band like oh they're 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 not but he's also hardcore, one of the last you know? ones standing with that like yeah that cuz he's I mean, that good i mean you also you got into the 90s and music got so fucking serious you know, like, yeah. right? Like, yeah. grunge was, was yeah. all the glam, the makeup, all that crap. You got rid of it all, and everyone's wearing flannel, and they're staring at their shoes. And then this dude comes in, and he's got, you know, that really, really early stuff. The dreads yeah. the so the many cowboy right. hat. He's got the dreads, and he's singing that about, like, yeah. 1960. You know, it's just, it's, and Beavis and Butthead were, were celebrating it, and they're making fun of it a little bit, too. Yeah. But Beavis and Butthead is what got them. But like, the thing they blew is, up like, that. Wait, Tommy, they're kind of making fun of themselves, though. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, it's so over yeah. the top. It's they're, so they're, over the yeah, top. Yeah, they're embracing it. Yeah. And, and kind of, yeah, dude, it's not serious. Like, yeah, the, the creature from the Black Lagoon is goofy. But, yeah. You know. But, like, you know, with saying all that, like, you definitely have the culture of, like, grunge, okay, like, the flannels and everything like that. But those guys, they were dressing a certain way, like with the like the shorts with the with the stockings on it, and like the the uh, uh, what, what the boots called the um, Doc Martens, Doc, Doc Martens, and this and that. You would see people start dressing like that, so I think it had an impulse. Like an impact yeah. on like young culture in the nineties yeah, for people to start man, dressing for like the that Manson way. fans. Yeah, yeah, but, but that was like a lot more hipper than the the Manson fans. It had some kind of like uh, fashion behind it. He, you he know, to me looked like. Al Jurgensen from Ministry. Like, I, yeah, was, yeah, I was yeah, really, really into yeah, Ministry. Yeah, yeah. He was like the cowboy exactly, Ministry. Yeah. Like, I remember yeah. working in the record store. I was 93 and I started working in the record store and Astro Creep 3000 came, 2000 came out. And we had this big, it was like a six foot wide, it was a, a blank CD cover and you would get a, the artwork and you would slide it in. Mm-hmm. And we had of that. And I remember looking, just staring at it being like, God damn! I want to take that home and put it on my wall because yeah. he kind of like you know he's on the album cover and he's kind of like slinking forward and he's got the cowboy hat and the goatee and mm-hmm. the big leather jacket and I was like, man, these guys are cool. Yeah, oh, they're super cool. cool, super cool. And I think that his music will be around for a very long time. It's always going to be relevant. You're always going to hear it pop up in a in a movie, movie or like, I don't know about a commercial yet. We'll see. No, Dracula was in the commercial. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. You're right. Yeah, well, yeah. that's a great. That's a, that's like. You know, hot rods and, and, yeah. and schlocky B hot stuff. Rod. Yeah, tattoos, living dead girl. Yeah, yeah. All, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, man. like that pinup kind of thing. Like yeah. the rockabilly. Rockabilly. Yeah. yeah. You know. They they might out of all these bands we're talking about tonight, they they might be my favorite. Yeah, they're yeah, great no, Definitely. All right. So you want to talk about Marilyn Manson next? Manson. Is I, is he the uh the top of the mountain for shock rock, Manson? What do you think? I don't know. I of our gener- of our time, I would say yes. So my first note is he's the first shock rock artist that was mainstream in my lifetime. Yeah. 
I would definitely right, agree with that. Kiss was, you know, before yeah. us, all the, like, yeah. the first one that, you know. Like, Manson definitely pushed the envelope more than Rob Zombie did. Manson was definitely, tr- like, trying to trip people out. Like, Zombie was just making music. Exactly. You know? I agree. But Manson was like, yo, I'm gonna, like, scare the shit out of you. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm gonna turn your kids on you. Yeah. No, you're absolutely, you're absolutely 100% right. You know? So. Alice Cooper called him the Alice Cooper of the 1990s. I think he's a little bit more than that. Yeah, I think he's I think smarter he's, than that. I, who, Alice Cooper or Marilyn Manson? Marilyn Manson. He's, he's very intelligent. Was Alice Cooper being kind of like, uh, he's doing what I did kind of thing? Or I, he's I, giving him like, you know, he's he is now what I, I was. I think in terms of like garnering attention. So like. The like term endearment is what right. I mean. Again, know. we're we're rolling into the nineties and everything is serious. Yeah. Right. There, there's yeah. you got a couple like bands that aren't I'm thinking like um Three Little Pigs by like Green Jello. <laughs> nice. Right? Like you got these Shot little these little nuggets of like some yeah. funny but largely rock and roll gets really, really serious. And you got this dude coming in and he's playing the gender religion like he's throwing it all in your face and there's not a lot of people doing that like even rob zombie is like he's in a really small lane right yeah he's he's doing horror stuff manson is doing all this other shit that we've been talking about about like he's trying to be provocative yeah i i i think that he's serious about it um i i know i've listened to a lot of his music and everything i never thought any of it was a joke um i Dude, I remember the first time I saw the, the Sweet Dreams video. It was like fucking two o'clock in the morning on Headbangers Ball or one o'clock, and it literally—I was a teenager. It scared me to death because I'd never seen anything like that in my yeah. life. That's like one of the worst covers ever. I, uh, I like it. I still like it. I like it a lot. I, I, I can't stand it. I, I love I the original. How, how about Tainted Love? Did you like that one? It's all right. I didn't like the cover Sweet Dreams because he starts like. Overdoing it and the, the voice, like, yeah, but that was a gimmick, you know. That, yeah. you know, it definitely scared the shit out of me. But the original rhythmics thing is so creepy By in itself, a way, yeah, in a dry way. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. I it's a perfect song for him, you know. So he's out of everybody we talked to, he's the one person like I can kind of like put in a little box that like I've been alive for his whole career. Yeah. So like when he came out. I always thought that he he kind of spun out of the Nine Inch Nails era. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, he had a weird relationship with Trent, Trent Reznor. Like, yeah. there was a song "Starfucker" about, yeah. like you know. And I always thought him as kind of a second rate person that who was just trying to be really offensive. Oh yeah, I think he was trying to be as offensive as he can. Get. And as a high school kid, I was like, I don't get it. And as I've gotten old, like, and I we lived through all of the rumors mm-hmm. about him. So, like, you know, we heard the rumors that he, you know, tell me if you've heard any of these. He was the guy from uh, the, Wonder uh, the Wonder Years. Yeah. He would have trash bags full of cocaine, and he would throw it out to the fans. <laughs> he couldn't afford it. He, he didn't grow up in Florida, so he might have got it cheap. He so. had his ribs removed so I he could suck one. his own dick. I heard that I heard one. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is, like, come on. But they said this about so many. They're like, he's such an that's, outlandish right. character. But I didn't. You know, but, that's but, how these but things But when you heard start. that, yeah. there was no social media. So you heard it. Yeah, through like Rolling Stone, or you just read her or, in the mall, or you know? right rumor. Like, where did that shit come from? 
and, uh, and he probably, he probably started himself. yeah He's an egomaniac. He is but, a, yeah, but a lot yeah. of this, man, is, is also a citation on like the media. You know, and I don't want to get all political. No, no, but no, it's like, no, absolutely. That's you know, part the, of his game. The story, and he was masterful of that. He played him like a th- he played him like an instrument, man. Um, he used he used the um, the news the media. to pr- the media absolutely to, man. to like promote his own albums. Because when he would come out and he like you know notes of like offensive shit he did, he would tear up the Bible. Yeah. On every episode, you know, every show. Every show. And yeah. then he would wipe his ass with the American flag. Yeah. yeah. Of course he's going to get, yeah. you know. You know, with that being said, like, they had that, you know, the bowling for Columbine. Like, he was blamed for Columbine. Totally. And they had that bowling for Columbine movie and or documentary, whatever you want to call it. And they interviewed so many people for that thing. Then they interview him. He's the smartest guy. That they interviewed in that whole documentary. Do you have what he said? No, no, I don't. But I just rem- I've seen it in many. What did he say? So he it, and to me, this is where my opinion of him changed because everybody blamed him for that. Because right, yeah. so Columbine was the first yeah. like school shooting. Yeah. Right. I was trying to explain this to my kids. Yeah. Like this was that was the first meeting, and everybody blamed him. Yeah. Like before you even read this, my attitude changed about him also when I saw. Let him. me hear what he said. Yeah. So everybody blamed him for Columbine, and somebody said, like, dude, if you could see the kids from Columbine, what would you say to them? And he's like, I wouldn't say anything to them. I would listen to what they have to say. Exactly. Because nobody has done that, and no. that is why we're here. Nobody yeah. listened yeah. to these angry kids. Yeah. And then I, I totally remember this, man. He wrote this long op-ed in Rolling Stone. Like, it was a couple of weeks after Columbine about, like, don't blame me for this. Yeah. Look – Look at yourselves and society and all. And it was like, dude, it was really poignant. And the fact that, like, you know, we're 30 years now yeah. into school shootings, and he was pretty on point. And I was like, all right, I have more respect for him. He kind of went away after Columbine. Like, yes. he was still around, but it was like he took the back seat. He was like, I'm going to tone it down for a little while. So he had I, to. You had I, to. After yeah. That. And I, I'm sorry. But, like, you had to after that. Like, that was such a, like, unfortunately, you know, I think the country's got a little bit more, um, like uh, accustomed to it, yeah, like don't accepting it. Shooting every week, yeah. But like when that happened, like we were out of school for what five years after, like before that happened or something like that. That was unthinkable. Like something like that happening when we were all in school. Now it's happening every day, every right. day. And, you know, and he. I I, re- I watched an interview with Daisy Berkowitz. So the shtick with Manson is that everybody in the band, their first name is a is a model, and the last name is a serial killer. I watched this interview with Daisy Berkowitz, and he was really critical of Marilyn Manson after Columbine. He was like, dude, this guy is all about being this paragon of the anti-establishment. But then when everybody started pointing the finger at him, kids getting killed, he crumbled. And they were like, he's supposed to be this rock and roll antichrist, and he's whining about the media. He should have been like, hey, man, look how much people listen to me if they listen to my music. Like, and that he was, a, well, that he guy's was an being asshole. an asshole. That guy's an asshole. Right. It's like, imagine somebody blaming, like, the at that time, the worst thing that happened to, to children or school, and everybody's pointing a finger at you. It's easy to, to look in through the window, like, oh, well, you're preaching this and preaching that. Let's see, wait, wait for you to get blamed right. for it and see and what like, you not, do. Not for nothing. He set himself up. I don't disagree with that. He set himself he's up. He's played a character he, he so went, hard. He yeah. went, he's like, I'm going to push these motherfuckers so far into it. And look what happened. These kids took it the wrong way. I mean, you remember like the MTV Music Awards, he was wearing like like fishnet stockings. Yeah, and, com- and they, out. And they had the, yeah. um, 
the big the Manson. It was like the lightning bolt, which yeah, is like, it was two like a light- Nazi thing, right? Two lightning bolts is the SS, and he had the flags. It was like the the lightning bolt in red with the red yeah. circle around yeah. the flag. Yeah. yeah, but then it was like people started dying, yeah. right? And then it was like shit got real, mm. and suddenly it's not funny and provocative anymore. Yeah. But it's like you're, you know he got blamed for it and everything like that. Like he's an artist. He's out there playing a character. Again, he probably took the character a little, a little too far. He did push the envelope, but she, like. Are you supposed to be responsible for people who don't live in reality? No, but you know? know. But also, like they, I don't think this way. But they blame the video games. They blame the Matrix. They, you know? they blame the Matrix. Even the Basketball Diaries. Yeah. There's a scene in the Basketball That's Diaries true. when right. Leonardo DiCaprio walks into the school with all the black on, with the black trench coat, and starts blowing away his teachers. Or, or even like the Satanic Panic of you know the oh shit, this is telling me to worship Satan and kill somebody. Right? Yeah. We talked last week about uh. What, one of the Slayer videos, Slayer song that a bunch of dirtbags killed some girl yeah. and blamed it on the Slayer music. Yeah. But I guess again, Manson kind of he rose up for a moment and he was like, dude, don't like, don't look for the scapegoat, man. Yeah. Look at yourself. No, I agree in society. with that. Like, kind of like everything I'm being critical of has now come to fruition, and now shit's really serious. Look at yourself, and then he kind of backed off because the. Uh, the There's no winning. There's no winning. Yeah. When he put his point across and then he backed off, he's like, you look at yourself. If you think I have so much influence over your children, you're not doing your right as a parent. Yeah. But after he took that break and everything like that, he changed his whole persona around. And I think that's like the, the album was like, I don't like the drugs, but the drugs like me. Yeah. Animal Machine or whatever. Like he got more like. Like he became like a mannequin. He kind of looked yeah, like, like a mannequin. Androgynous. Yeah. He, so he really did change his his persona after that to another extreme, in my opinion. The Antichrist superstar? No, the one after that. Yeah. Mechanical animals, you're right. And that's a all right. That's yeah, such a Bowie ripoff. Yeah, no, yeah. Right. But so at the same time, like, but that's sure he did. He ripped off Bowie. He becomes this kind of androgynous character. I never even thought of this before. That his image kind of shifts and he starts Yeah. Pushing the envelope in another direction because he's like, I'm not going that way anymore. But no, like he's he, he took like an art direct to it, like an approach to yeah. it. But dude, he's he's kind of a crazy person. Like you know, I mean, I another guy who 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 got like himself and the character mixed up with himself. Like he joined like the cult, like the the Satan, the Satanist, the Satanist cult, cult in California, uh, like the, the black. Dude. Whatever his name is, I can't remember his name. But there's pictures of him with him. Like he's he's a fucked up dude. He dude, does- that that's a great fucking point where like the character and the real person start melding together. Yeah, like, Alice Cooper. You know, right, right. But it's just like, dude, like he's. I know a lot of stories about him that have that happened, and like he's in the news for this and that. He is not a very nice person. Yeah, he's he's got, a drug addict, and you know? he's gotten wrapped up like the youth. I don't want to say wrapped up. He's been accused of a lot of things yeah. in the oh, Me yeah. Too like, movie. Like yeah, being, yeah. Being a, he went being a, Rose McGowan. Nice, he yeah. beat the shit out of her. Yeah, and, not a nice guy. Yeah. He, uh, I, I, when I heard that, I was like, no shit, Sherlock. I, th- I said the I same don't think thing. I, I did too. I said the yeah, same I was thing. Like, I don't, never thought he yeah. was a nice guy. But he uh, he definitely does not have a hold on the reality. He's a fucking he's his crazy. Own reality. He exactly. Th- he thinks he's God. He's been famous way. longer than he's not famous. You know, man, you guys are fucking really on point tonight. He's, <laughs> he's provocative in an intellectual level or an artistic level. Like he's not. I'm going to talk later about some of these bands that are just trying to be offensive to the point of being offensive. You know, he's not that. He's definitely trying to push the envelope from an artistic and intellectual standpoint. But 
you're right. He's also not a good dude. No, he might be the shit bag of the week. Yeah, he's a he's a shitty person. I think he just evolved. I don't think he ever like Ryan said. I don't think he ever was a nice person. I think he might like he from a really bad like like background. Like he his mother uh, was totally mental illness. Yeah, his grandfather's had mental illness that he lived with, and his he, father was yeah. a little screwy. Like he came out with that book in the nineties. I didn't even like Marilyn Manson. I yeah. read that book just to see what makes yeah. him. Tick. Oh, I didn't even know he had a, his book out. Yeah, it came out in the like. Yeah, you guys I were so you guys were like. Like I'm working in the mall, I no. think. But we, we the, they, I read it. it. I read it, and I said half of this he's lying. You think so? Yeah, because yeah. he was too young. It was yeah. like there's no way he he like yeah. he he's a great writer. He, he is. He's a, he's great artist. You know, I wish he would like put comics out. It would or, be great. Like, put that like, great stuff like that out. Um, his memoirs. I think he was making up some of it. Yeah, hmm. but it was the right time for him to put out the book. He's a, here's another guy who knew how to market himself, like. Dude, how many T-shirts did he sell? You still see T-shirts, like you know. And that's such a great point because I'm I'm thinking about his career and I'm like, all right, when he got big, I'm we're in our mid twenties, mm-hmm. early twenties, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's like yeah. the high school kids were all like they were yeah. eating them up because I'm like, but that was how we were with the Metallica shirts and the Pantera yeah. shirts and yeah. everything. That was our. Yeah, we're, uh, we were kind of getting a little right behind us. I remember Ryan calling Mansonites. That's Mansonite. what they were called. I they would take over the mall. Yeah, you know they would have their backpacks and they were like they were like little vamp. I didn't really start liking Manson until after the Columbine thing. That like that's when I really started liking him. And I I know a lot of his music. I I enjoy him. I seen him twice. I like he puts a hell of a show on. The, you know, um, I really n- never bought one of an- one of. Uh, Manson's albums do it. I enjoy his singles that I know of. Yeah, but his new album is fucking great. Dude. Yeah, I haven't heard said that. Yeah. His yeah, new album say, is yeah. unbelievable. I didn't put any songs on the, the playlist. Um, is he done? Is he no. like? Is he in the trash heap? Is you he know, like he, does I pop think, music I think, care? I think he's come to a different point of his life. Um, this album seems like it's about his father's death. Um, he was very close with his dad and his dad had this long dying. So it seems like the first, he says it's a concept album. The first half of it is about dying. And the second part of it is about real life again. Like but, who, but, but when I say that, who's listening to him anymore? I am. There's a lot of people out there. Are they? Or like, yeah, are kids there's, listening? There's, like, is he on, is he uh, on serious? Kids, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't think kids today have any interest in anything like that. I think he has a cult following. Right. He, he, he does. He's kind of like, yeah. it's moved past him. Yeah. But he was still like, uh, he did a tour with Billy Corgan a few years ago. And like, that was fine. Like, and everything like that. But I think that with all the negative press and everything like that, it's going to be hard for him to crawl out of the hole that he dug himself out, dug himself into from his own I actions. Think, I think he could play any theater and sell it out and sell out. Yeah, like, right. so can he play? Like, can he go out and play like um, a stadium? I was supposed to go see him a couple years ago, and then he had that accident on stage when those lights fell on top. But here, the one thing is though. I'm amazed he hasn't destroyed himself yet because he has a major substance abuse problem. Does he? And he needs major help. And yeah, Rose McGowan really yeah. exposed him as well, being no, a piece of shit. Some too. other some other woman who he was engaged to, like the girl was like 18, like he, he was dating her since he's 17, and um, 
they're oh engaged God. or married or something like that. And he's th- this isn't that long ago. This is like maybe like five or six years ago. She was like a big actress, like. And he treated her like garbage. Yeah. And somebody came in, like, I, I, it wasn't Johnny Five, but it was somebody in that circle. Yeah, well, I was over there, and I noticed how much that he treated her like shit and everything like that. It's like, dude, then why don't you say something? Yeah. Because it's none of his fucking business. Like, I, so, feel like, I feel like you know, he came out. But you can come then, out now and say it because everybody else is Well, now you put his name in the fucking newspaper. Yeah. Oh, now, now that it's out, I could say something. Yeah. Right. I feel like a, my... my Opinion of his music changed, like the Matrix soundtrack. A couple of songs he came out with, I I started like, okay, this is decent music, but I'm telling you, I never really cared about him until I I listened to his new album. He put some really good stuff out over the the years. Now, do you put him in the same category as like Ministry and and all those nice nails and all that? Yeah, I always saw him as kind of like there was some relationship that with Trent Reznor that he maybe the couple of guys in Manson were in Trent Reznor's band. And there was a lot of drugs involved. And yeah, there was a lot yeah. of gay shit going said, on. They got in a fight, and I, I don't remember what it is. I don't know why the hell I was so provincial about Trent Reznor, but I just was, eh, he's, he's the afterthought. Manson would open up for Nails. Yeah. And there was, there was part of the show where Manson would come out during the Nails set and act like he's blowing Trent Reznor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Uh, He's been locked up for stage performances and everything yeah. like that. You yeah, know? he's had all kinds of offensive crap yeah. in the um I think he dude, I think he's the the greatest of our time. He's the Charles Manson of Well, if, I don't know the Charles Manson. But, but like, you know, kind of like in, in he's that, the, the Maryland Manson. Yeah, the Maryland yeah, Manson. Yeah, but you know, there's right, only like, one of them. And everybody copied off of him. And goth culture came I I I think the goth culture that came out of the nineties mm-hmm. came out of him. Absolutely, he brought it back. Right, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't the Cure and Smiths yeah. and all those yeah, other no, shitty. No. It was like, like the, a whole generation right, afterwards. The angry, the angry goth. But it's yeah. just so amazing. So many people, like so many kids and people, I just identified with this this uh, image. Let's play one of his songs. Yeah. All right. I think Manson uses the, the recording studio as an instrument. He's really, really a great artist in the in the recording studio. Yeah. He's a, he's a master of like he creates this environment in the studio, and it comes out through his music, and he does it so well. I he, think just like you said, Trent Reznor taught him so much in the recording studio. Yeah, and I mean, like, like how to use it as an instrument. I mean, he's. Nine Inch Nails is they're in the Hall of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but they're not really making a lot of music anymore. Marilyn Manson's still around. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. But, but Nine Inch Nails is just Trent Reznor. Yes. It's just yes. him. Yes. But With like, a bunch of backup yeah, guys. Yeah. Session dudes. And and Manson, I'm not sure like uh, Twiggy's still in the band. Is he still in the band? Yeah. Yeah. But um dude, here you go. Marilyn Manson, Rock and Roll of Fame, yes or no? Would they let him? Probably not. No. But does, do you think no. his music no. and his, his, his effect on culture? I don't think he'll ever get in the Rock and Roll fame. I think there's so many people going to blame him for like Columbine and well, shit like and that. And especially with the, the negative press there's that he just calls so himself. so much against them. Yeah. But I think his 
character that he make is against the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. yeah. You know, his whole shtick, well, you know, is against anything that's reward of being rock and roll, I think, is underneath him. His calling out society, like the last point I had in my notes that we didn't talk about is there's a song on one of his albums called Get Your Gun. And it's about the murder of Dr. David Gunn, who was an abortion doctor. I remember that And they said some abortion rights people killed him in the name of pro-life. And he was like, so you're pro-life and you murdered the abortion doctor. I remember. And he was kind of like, what gives with that? You know, he's like, I'm not going to make a conclusion. I'm just going to put the spotlight on it and I'm going to walk away. You know, it's, and it, again, like he he was he was definitely trying to get you to think. He's a smart and, guy. Yeah. He's a smart guy. I think a typical Marilyn Manson fan is an intelligent person. I think you kind of have to have that artsy side of your brain working to understand Manson. You um, don't have to have an imagination. Yeah, you know? and yeah. you have to like see beyond. Yeah, like and really see it's just the guy making music. Yeah, but unfortunately, a lot of people have a hard time breaking. I don't know so, so much now, but like growing up with his music and whatever imagine the death threats he gets Ugh. like from like oh, the, yeah. bible, oh my god. the bible thumpers oh my god you know we're just yeah. obsessed fans yeah I, I would be more scared about the obsessed fans than the bible, the bible thumpers yeah you know who knows i'm sure he has stories i wish he would write another book i'd read it yeah new one yeah, yeah. i just i i think he this new album he has out really changed him and if i'm telling you it sounds like bowie hmm. I'll def- i'm definitely it's, gonna get a listen i, I started listening listen to it over the weekend i didn't i didn't finish can it can you humor me put his new album up and play the second track on it yeah hang on I just see it's a different side of Manson. I like it. Yeah, I, that, I've never that, heard it. Yeah. That was like, it was like upbeat. It wasn't as like draggy, like gothy, draggy, industrial. No, I, I really think his his dad's death changed him a little bit. This, like that, I said, this is a concept album. There's 10 songs on it. The first five is one side, and the second side is a different story. Does the both sides have like different feels? Like if like that was like kind of yes. is it like darker yes. on one side than the other, or is it like it's like the it's it's um like death is a good thing, gotcha kind of thing. It's a beautiful thing. That's gotcha. a beautiful thing. Gotcha. Why don't um why don't we make it for listener feedback next week? Why don't we listen to it? And, okay, and yeah, Doug and I'll listen to it. And we'll we'll come back and share our, cool. our thoughts. I'm definitely I'll be listening. To it. Yeah. Cool. It it's definitely had a it had a yeah, Bowie it had a Bowie yeah. sound the to it. It was does. like the but that's was, just the thing he keeps on vol- evolving into something different. You know, yeah, and that's why I kind of respect them. That's all the name. Years. That's the name of the game. I'm with you. Say rel- like change it and try to stay relevant. Yeah, it definitely you know? had that like kind of fuzz over his voice. And mm-hmm. all right. I'm in, man. Uh, dude, we'll yeah, check it yeah. out. We'll re- report back in two weeks. All right. So I think we're done with him. So the next band I have on my list is Rammstein. Rammstein. Uh, Rammstein. Uh, they were supposed to, they were scheduled to play the link. That's a big place, dude. 
they were scheduled last summer. They played like, and they're kind of trying to schedule this year. We'll see what happens. Are they that big of a band? Yes. I had no idea that they were a shock band. I I know the song. I <laughs> what? do gots do they, ha- they haven't played Philadelphia since 1997. Really? And I was there. Really? Or it was at 98, 97 or 98, and it was the. Um, Family Values Tour, the Corn Family Values Tour is the first one. It had Corn, Limp Biscuit, Ice Cube, and Romstein on it. Did they have like all the fire and all Dude, that? It the, was unbelievable. The flowers and all that. Yeah, Romstein came out, and you know nobody even heard of them. And it just he, they light them on fire. The lead singer singing the whole first song lit on fire. Yes, I saw videos of that on YouTube. He was like literally on fucking fire. Yeah. Um, Let's play. Let's play Romstein. If you guys don't know who Romstein is, this is a song called Duhas. amazed by their relevance you know as we sit here talking listening to the song but it's like you don't have to know english to know no. rock and song I but guess, we're I americans so. that shit works the other way american bands go over to the this, beatles go to true. germany and sing very, in english that's true uh, who's another band that sings in, in a foreign language that uh 99 red balloons <laughs> <laughs> good point very good point touche touche but like you know like you know from like all i don't I don't. I know that song. That's pretty much it from what I know of Rammstein. But they're huge. I know. Like that's what I mean. Going back to the stage show, they're going to play the Lincoln Financial Center. That place is humongous. Like Guns N' Roses and the Stones play there. Right. So Rammstein's going to play there. Yeah, like how? Mike, they how, haven't. And they're they going to play Giant Stadium. They haven't toured America in like twenty years. It's it's amazing to me. Like Mike, I didn't know the relevance was that big. Still, the first bullet on my notes. I only knew Duhast, and I never came cared about them enough to listen to more than their music. I had no idea they were a shock I, group. They're just, dude, they have dildos on stage. Fire comes flying out of the dildos. See, I didn't know they had dildos. Uh, I knew um, they had fire, but I didn't so know they had dildos. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of S&M shit going on on the stage. So they had a, a, one of their videos, They it was banned everywhere, so they released it on a porn site. Yes, and it became yes. the number one video on the porn site. I didn't know which one because I don't look at that film. <laughs> but, but, they, but if you want to see it, <laughs> yeah. But they so they they two of the guys in the band they were arrested ninety eight and charged with lewd and lascivious behavior. So they would act out like this BDSM stuff on stage where the the one dude would wear a leash and the one guy would like pull him over and he pull out a fake dildo. And pretend to have sex with them, and then he would spray fake semen all over the crowd. And Sounds the like state. a war show. You're right, right. right. You're and right. Then he got yeah. arrested. Sure. And I, was like, and I had. The, I don't think you can ejaculate on anybody. And, and again, <laughs> well, hey, this, this is McCusker, sir. <laughs> I got and, the tarp down. <laughs> we're all friends here, and but it's like, yeah, I had no idea that that's what this band was about. I I just think they're so fucking bananas. They know how to push buttons especially in america i'm sure if you look at their album sales their last album is probably 
hit number one all over the world. So am I the the old dude who doesn't know any better? I'm like, oh, cool. Well, these Ger- you, these I, German I, I, guys. Yeah. And then these kids are getting sucked in and listening to all. Like, is this the marijuana song? Definitely. The gateway. There was, there was a kid in the bar that would play the shit out of Duhas. It, it's like, it, it, it was like a, something crossover. Yeah. It was like a song that like crossed over maybe people that wouldn't listen to this kind of music before. But I remember when that song came out, I'm working in the bar, and guys would be talking about Rammstein and this and that. And I'm like, and then this kid starts listening to it. And then, like, it starts playing in the bar. I'm like, are you playing Rammstein? He's like, yeah, this song's great. It's I'm like, like, yeah, it's like 20 years ago. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, dude. Like, you're, and you're just like, he's a young guy. But like, I think he just like the whole duots, like get old right. nuts and everything like that. But I don't get it. So like, I've been, you know, I've always been like, okay, that's a cool song. They sing in German. I don't know the word. I don't know what they're singing about. I, I have no. I'm just not interested in, dude. I'm going back and listening. Anymore. I've seen them in concert, and I get it. See, maybe that's what we're missing. I've seen them in concert, and I get it. I so, wouldn't mind seeing their stage show live. We so were gonna, gonna go. If they, they, we were going. Yeah. Oh, shit. My, my last name is German. I'm gonna fuck this up, and everybody's gonna throw rocks at me. <laughs> they have a, a a song called "Ich tu der Weh." Good job. That's probably fucking terrible. <laughs> That's great. Where um, they were going to have lights in the the singer. They were going to put like a like a light in his mouth. Okay. And he decided that having a wire like go up his cheek and in his mouth wasn't enough. So he had a surgical incision made in his mouth to stick the lights through his cheek. Those Germans are are nutty and I, guys. I, I, when I was reading about that, that was on like every article read about this. That the guy had like this he has crap a hole in his cheek with a wire running through it, so he could have these lights. Like so, when he would sing, that's, that's it would dedication. be bad. He's definitely an artist, dude. I didn't know they were so out there. I mean, I have yeah. a fluorescent light bulb up my ass right now, but that's you know, <laughs> dude. I thought that's Guar more for was recreational. Like, like one of the most like no. great. Th- these guys are. I know nothing dude, about the them. Europeans. Will fucking right. I mean, crazy I mean, German. German pornography is like the most vile, yeah, just weirdest. Like, just like Friday night TV is like right. fucking believable. <laughs> All right, we good with them? We, we hey <laughs> man, I, I, hey, we may come back. We're kind of like, yeah, okay. no, I'm kind of dumbfounded to be honest. Yeah, with you. yeah. you know, you got to check them out. You I, don't know. Again, one of the coolest things about doing this episode was like I had no idea. You didn't know how awesome they were. I, well, I didn't know how different they were. Yes, I think they're oh. awesome. Well, you know, saying all like now saying all that they they rescheduled for the show for July. We're going. We'll see if it, if it happens. <laughs> These probably guys are probably like, why can't we put the show on? Like you know, if they're that to that extreme, right? You know what I mean? Like this is no big deal. We're gonna have to go to a show or something like I'm the going. three of us and like like keep our notes and circle back or something. We have, to have, Dude, we guys, have some sort of experience I'm gonna like be that. Speaking another, I'm going to probably be speaking German by you're the time have, I leave that shit. You're going to have that movie where like, holy shit, it's like Epstein's fucking awesome. That's the Slayer moment. Dossick, <laughs> Nine, Shizen. <laughs> All right. All right. Next band I have, I don't like, is Slipknot. Slipknot. You have it written down here, and I asked Ryan during the last show, it says Slipknot. Really angry dudes. I'm like, is that one of their songs, or is that what just Bruce right. thinks of them? He's like, that's right. what Bruce just thinks they're, of them. They're not a shock band. They're just like I watched a couple of videos from, like interviews with them. They're just really, really fucking angry people, uh, dude. And Max Weinberg's kid is in this band, right? Yeah. Now he is. He didn't. He, he wasn't. In, he, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Joey Jordison was the right the the first drummer, and he's unbelievable. So, all right, can we play one of their I, songs? I just want to kind of get over this. So let's play a little <laughs> bit of their. Jesus 
I've listened to a lot of their music, dude. I just don't like it. I like Corey Taylor. I think he's got a good voice. Um, I don't like their music. I kind of like you know f- try to separate Corey Taylor as a as a re- as a solo artist and this band. And is am I wrong? Is like completely well, two different things. He has he so Stone Sour is his other band. It's right. a side band. Mm-hmm. Um, they are a completely different band than Slipknot. I like Stone Sour. Yeah. Yeah, I actually so, I actually played for Stone Sour. I was um, playing at the Hilton in Cherry Hill, and they were staying there. And I was playing in the bar, playing in the blues band, and they sat and they watched us all night. And I remember seeing Corey Taylor, being like, "Hey, what's up?" And kind of thing. They watched us the whole night. That's great. Yeah, and Corey Taylor was almost in a third band, which we totally missed this point last week. He was almost the lead singer for Anthrax. Really? Was he really? So I just finished. I I mentioned the other day that I was reading Scott Ian's book, mm-hmm. and I finished it the other day. And they had a deal in place that he was going to be. So they Joey, Joey Belladonna was out. The guy from Armored Saint, um, I forget his name, mm. Johnny Bush. John John Bush. Mm. He was out, and they're kind of wandering. They got to figure out something, and he was like, "I'll do it." Oh, that'd be great. And they had the paperwork inside. Like, Scott Ian was at the airport going to fly to the studio, and they said that his record label pulled the plug because they said it was like, um, there was some like a series of like another famous artist, uh, broke. Like, I'm using this example, but like Destiny's Child's album couldn't come out. So then the Slipknot album that was supposed to come out in a year, they needed it sooner. Gotcha. So they were they like, no, you can't go to yeah. Anthrax. Because he was like, dude, I have a year. Let's go do yeah, it. Yeah. We'll go on tour. And they like, said- no, they, your, your shit's got to be coming right. out. Right. It was yeah. like Roadrunner Records pulled the plug on it. But they said, Corey said he had like his bags packed. Dude. And it was like- Can you imagine? That would have been, been the third awesome. edition. Like, really, you know how Anthrax changed when John Bush got in? Yeah. Imagine what the band would have been. Right. If he, if he was he in said the band. he was like Scott Ian was like out having beers with him or something. He was like, man, we're out of a singer, and he's like, fuck it, I'll do it, I'll do it. Sure, he's like, yeah. we we will bring the house down. That guy does work a lot. I give him a lot of credit. He yeah. he works a lot, but he definitely has visions, though. He's definitely he's the, a the, smart dude. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely the brainchild behind Slipknot and all that. You know, so the actually it's clown. Is it clown? Yeah. Um, they were a band before he was in the band. Okay, and they were like this fucking. Death metal, fucking, and they had the whole, the mask on and all that, and all that shit was going, going on before he got. In the and band. then Corey Taylor didn't come in until like like a couple years after the band was mm. already happening. I went, I went to this metal fest, like friggin', I don't know, man, like 15, 16, 17 years ago down Delaware Avenue, and Guar was there, and this new band called Slipknot, and Slip, dude, they just killed it, like they just yeah. killed it. They're too heavy for me. Yeah. I think my... I think their whole gimmick though. Um, they're like each band member has a different number. Yeah. But when you put the numbers together, it becomes a barcode. Yeah. And that's how they say we're not a band, we're a product. And smart. We're we're a barcode. So they if, next time you check out them, they each have a different number on their, so their uniform. And they've said that the masks are more their real faces, yeah, and not their. And the guy clown, he's the fucking angry dude. He's they out said of his that, fucking mind. Yeah, they said that guy will before he goes on stage, he will take a a dead crow and he breathes and it in. he huffs it. He cuts it open and he huffs it before he goes on stage. The, wait, yeah. the guy pulls out a dead crow. He has. Well, he has. It's not like he 
you know, in the past, he he wants this. to know what death tastes like. He wants to know everything about death. So he has the bag. He puts his nose up to it and takes a deep breath. I'm ready Before, to rock. Yeah. You sure I'm ready to go meth, rock. You sure it's not meth or yeah. something like so, that? And, they, he, and they, <laughs> they call their fans maggots because they're like, well, sure. maaggots feed off of things and then mm. they grow wings and they and i was like dude i'm out flies. man dude i'm 45 years old man i, I don't <laughs> but I don't. you know i get it if you're like a kid and you don't have anything to believe in um slipknot is definitely a good a My, group of people that you belong to something yeah but it's great marketing like you know what i mean like it's fucking brilliant but they are those kids they are those myth Misfit right. kids, they're yeah. not pretending. But remember when they would sell the masks in like Hot Topic and yeah. all that? They would sell the it. Prison, and kids would be walking around the mall suits. with the mask. Yeah, dude. I don't dislike yeah. them. I, 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 I like them. Yeah, oh, yeah. I just yeah. their music's too too much for me. But that, you know, that's me, dude. I like I said before, I sat third row for them and well, heard the, out. <laughs> I heard the pings of them hitting like the empty kegs. It's like metal baseball bats no, on see, kegs. When I seen them down on the holy shit, yeah, I dude. seen them, and it was like that. I said that like this like, is insane. Yeah, they were definitely something to see. I don't think I'll ever go see them again. But yeah, are they still? Yeah. Doing stuff, yeah. still doing stuff, yeah. But you know, if Corey Taylor put a book out, I'd read it. You said that before. I would too. Yeah. Yeah. He's a smart dude. I find him more interesting than an actual band. Yeah. I found him more interesting himself than both his bands. Well, maybe, to be uh, maybe you probably like Stone Sour. They have no. I've, I, I've listened. To, I have one of their yeah. albums. Or yeah. I had like when people used to have CDs. I had one of their albums. Uh, but um, maybe I maybe I just think he's a little more interesting than the, the music that he makes. Yeah. All right. So the last band I have in modern era is Ghost. Ghost looks. The idea is good on paper, but the music could be better. Yeah. It's a little bit too pop. Yeah, I thought they'd be a lot more heavier. I saw them open up for Iron Maiden, and then they start playing. I'm like, this sounds like the Killers. Dude, Ryan's like, dude, we gotta get out of here. I let's can't listen. Let's go look at yeah. yeah. T-shirts. So you guys have heard them before me. So if you if you Google the band Ghost, what comes up is these guys in corpse paint. Yeah, the one dude's got like a Pope hat. And the other guys in the band have like robes and these scary masks. And what if you look at them and you think of what you think they're going to sound like, and then you go listen to them, it's totally not the. I had never, I had never listened to them because I saw the what they look mm, like, yeah. and I was like, okay, this is probably not going to be something I I'm into. Yeah. And then Ryan shared something on the playlist, and I was like, dude, I was I was really digging it. Why but you play it? All right, it's totally not what you would think. I, you guys are going to bust my balls. I fucking love that song. Uh, it's kind of hooky. It has it a is, good hook. Yeah, it's I poppy. think it's catchy. I dig the Orient Man. That's an Arthur Brown. You want to circle back to the beginning? Dude, I saw it right when I heard this song earlier this week. I was like, this is almost exactly like that fire song. Can you, can you play the fire song again real yeah, fast? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> let me, let me let's circle back real quick. I am the god of hell, fire, and I bring you fire. Yep. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the same That's hilarious. Yeah, dude. I, That's hilarious. 
again, I, I heard it. I went in with an expectation. It was like, I'm just not going to dig this. I'm, I was waiting for something like Slipknot. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. man, this is poppy as shit. Well, you know, yeah. going back, on, like you said, kind of Popat and all that, that's just what the characters are playing. That They change what they look like all the time. Like, yeah. Like, I, I'm not too familiar with them, but I know what the Pope thing was just for this album and yeah, for so, this tour, the so, last tour. So the singer comes up with a new, like, like there's a new Pope every time. The, char- the, the singer plays a character, and each album they come up with a new name and new makeup and all yeah. kinds of other are there albums like concept yeah kind right. of he's yeah. like he's papa emeritus yeah if, if you put a concept album i'll listen to it and well concept in that that's the overarching like you visual know, concept yeah like yeah. i'm papa emeritus one i'm papa yeah, yeah. rock and roll five gotcha. like, yeah. that kind of kind of shtick and i was like all right dude i, I dig it and it's also really interesting. So the the backing band all wear they they're called like Nameless Ghoul or mm. something. They all like game Nameless Ghoul One, Nameless Ghoul Two. So they wear robes and they have um like, like mask on or something yeah, like that. Like, yeah, yeah, almost like uh, Mardi Gras masks or other yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, and they wanted to be totally anonymous. And a couple of them got doxxed because at some point, like every other rock and roll band. Lo- money got involved and there was like lawsuits and one dude sued everybody else mm-hmm. and they got doxxed but the rumor has always been some really really famous people play in this band under these auspices of this anonymity so like dave grohl has always been rumored to be one of the he guys probably he, he probably played. did i've heard that story also and i love that idea that anybody can go play with this band because they wear like masks or they hide their faces because they're a very talented band. Like, you listen to the musicianship in the music, it's really good. Ryan looks like he's going to shit on them. I, I, they, 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 they're not that good, dude. Not even musician-wise? Like, I, they could speak guitar. I've seen so, them in yeah. concert. I, yeah, so you I, said you saw them gimmick. open for Maiden, and you were yeah, like, this I was like, is... what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. Yeah. I came, I'll be like, uh, dudes from the bar are like, oh, you're going to see Ghost? Dude, they're awesome. Check them out. So we're like, all right, here we go. They come on, I'm like... This band fucking sucks. Like the thing with, with them though, they hit a level and they stay there. They don't go up and down. Like a lot of their song, like going and see them, it all stayed at this 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 level. I don't. And remember. it didn't change. It didn't change. And I was saying so, like it's just, it, it didn't go anywhere. There was no ride. I remember music. it being so bad. I was like, let's go look at the T-shirt. <laughs> they felt like the Killers to me. They do sound like the Killers. I mean, but that's like, dude, I'm metal. I fucking love yeah. breathe. Sure. Love metal. And then when somebody comes up to me and says, this is the new metal that's going on, I was like, man, this new generation of yeah. metal is a bunch of pussies. So, so the, is that, are, they, are they doing that to exploit it, to get listener? Like, hey, dude, check us out. And I, I think it's easier to get right? metal heads to be like, I'm metal, than it is to go out there and look like the killers so, so and put songs out like yeah. that. So the bark doesn't meet the bite here. I don't think so. That's a, that's a really good point. Uh, I, think, I think he looks tougher. Oh, I, I totally agree. Yeah. I was like, I was thinking they, when I saw them, I think they were going to come out like the Misfits. Yeah. The, or like come out like, a, like or maybe like even like um, King Diamond, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, but it's, it's just, it's pop music, man. It's just one pop. Of, Stone or Rolling Stone or Kerrang or somebody had an episode, an, an article, like the 50 heaviest lyrics ever. And this song was one of their songs. Maybe not this one was on that list, so I was all like, "Dude, I was like clenching my butt, waiting, yeah. waiting to get punched <laughs> in the face." Like, like I'm gonna hear, you know, P 
Pantera for the first time, yeah. like you know, a new level when it just smacks you. And I was like, wait, what? This is like the the soaring I, I organs. I was such and let down. Like, oh. <sighs> like the breath went, came out of me. Like this sucks. But then once I took that out, I was like, I really enjoyed the music. If you would have just showed me this song without any images or anything or anything, I would have been like, all right. But I probably never would listen to it. Mm. Like, no. like the ghost hook, the the shtick is what go. is what got me. Right, that's, it's hooky. It has I'm, a great hook. I'm only listening to it because it was on the playlist for this show. Because I said I would avoid it because of their. Like, well, uh, yeah. I, it, I went through a bunch of songs to look for a good song to put on our list. <laughs> I listened to a bunch of their shit, and I was like, and I, I largely enjoyed it. But the thing with them, like you know, like you're talking about their persona or anything like that. Like oh, like you said, Rolling Stone put them in the article. I don't find that really hard to believe because they're a radio friendly band. They are, you know, and they're Very major marketable. Point. And it's a commercial success. This this music is very commercially right, successful. They, I mean, so of course Rolling Stones going to put that in the and most heavy lyrics. It looks great on a t-shirt. It looks yeah. great on a t-shirt. Yeah, and yeah. they come out like like with toys and McFarlane put out like a character of him. Like, oh. like you know, so they, there's some madness. They're, they okay. they know what they're doing. They're yeah, making they're, a ton of fucking money. There's yeah. a pop figure out of yeah. the ghost dude. They're they're nothing but a pop band. I like, I, yeah, I like their logo. I like the logo. Yeah. Like I said, it looks great on a t-shirt. Yeah, I mean. The the guy I don't know what his name is, but he's awesome looking. He's fucking awesome looking. But then, like you said, the bite does not match. Mr. Bark. Bark. He's like, wimpy. That's why I think he's very I'm wimpy. With, yeah, I agree with you. He's not monsterish. So no. maybe so, that's where the generations going of music. Like, you, like look, bark, like the bark is not as it's bad like if it's bite. The generation you know? goes like they're a bunch of pussies, and so is their metal. Somebody came up with this idea, and it's brilliant. Because again, it brilliant. If it, it's. Their image is selling more than their music. Because I knew the I knew the image more than yeah, I knew the music. But yeah. image is more important to music these yes, days, right? You we have I mean? a, like you said before, yeah. like we have a show about music. Yeah, and I knew who they were before I knew what they said. Yeah. yeah, but that's their whole thing. Their image is just as important as their music. That's yeah, that's fact. You know. Yeah. All right. So I think we got we're down to like the couple the odds and ends the the trash bin. Do this first, but all right, let's get out of the way. Bands that just try to be offensive for shock rock value. Okay. So I, I put this, and I, my notes say, I deserve a Purple Heart for listening to some of this shit. <laughs> I put in the bin here all those bands, kind of the grind core, like Cannibal Corpse and Napalm Death and all that kind of crap. They're great I, names, though. I like. I, I can't see that you enjoy the grind core, the... I can't see how you enjoy the grindcore. Right. Omar, send us an email. <laughs> Cookie Monster Life. So I, I, ne- I never enjoyed any of this music. I didn't either. Yeah. And I and I focused on one band. And I'm doing this just to be illustrative to the crap this is. I, I focus on a band called Anal Cunt. <laughs> Dude, so, I got their album for Christmas. So, Santa brought that to you. Yes. I'm just going to play a couple of their songs. I'm going to name a couple of their songs, and I'm going to play 30 seconds by one of their songs just to be illustrative. So here are one, two, three, four, five songs by them, this amazing band. One, beating up niggers and selling fake cracks. <laughs> Can we say that? It's their song, not mine. I like drugs and child abuse. I sent concentration camp footage to America's Funniest Home Videos. 
Women are nature's punching bags. Domestic violence is really, really, really funny. <laughs> so these guys are complete pieces of shit. <laughs> Right? Are they so are they a newer band or are they no? Like, they're they're from the nineties. So they're clearly like, dude. If your name is Anal Cunt, like you're just you're trying too hard. You stink. Yeah, you know, they're uh, definitely trying too hard. Right, so here here's their cover of "Staying Alive" by the Bee Gees. <laughs> <laughs> That is absolutely. So, I know my new closing song, but I'm going to kick everybody yeah. out of this bar. I, 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 we're bringing them up because, again, they're just a segment of music that, like, we're just going to try to yeah. be offensive for the yeah. sake of being oh, offensive. God. I'm sure there's and money in it. I, dude, you go through Spotify, man. There is, oh. it is littered with all this crap. But I think this band actually put out a couple, like, CDs. So, anal cunt. Yeah. And again, like Cannibal Corpse, Napalm Death. Like those guys, like I remember going working in the music store and seeing that. Sure. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, sure. And yeah. the artwork was, was ridiculous totally. over sure. the top. And yeah, I might need a shower so, after listening yeah. to that one. Yeah. So, don't like, write it. I didn't, write, I didn't write the song title. I just read it. So, Holy nice. I, right. I even got a little offense, offense, offended I by some of, some of those uh, song titles. Uh, it's, it's terrible. So. I'm an open minded kind of guy. Yeah, I'm I'm not approved by any means, yeah. but I got a couple that are all right. So we're down to the the odds and ends bend, and I'm just going to kind of name a couple bands. Maybe we can talk about them real quick. Um, Wasp, Wasp, are they a hair band? Or are they a no, metal band? No, they're they're a band that throws raw meat at their crowd. I think they cross over like all this kind of stuff. They have a great song. I put it on there. It's called "Fuck Like a Beast." <laughs> I listened to that tonight. It's not a great song. No. <laughs> but that's one of the names of their song. That band has sold twelve million albums. No, dude. they've been around a long time. They 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 have the one album cover. It's their album covers are fucking unbelievable to start out with. They have one. It's like, um, where's Waldo? The album cover looks like, uh-huh. and it's just like all these people. Like, oh look, there's Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> oh, really? There's like, yeah, it's really odd. They would do this show with like um like torture racks with women on it, and they would oh, the yeah. guy would throw raw meat at the fans, and Blackie, he would eat Blackie it. Lawless. Blackie Lawless. He was actually supposed to be the T-1000 in Terminator 2. That would have been awesome. And they said that he wasn't tall enough, so they cast Robert Patrick. <laughs> Dude, that I'm like, if been... he did that and he was in the costume of Robert, of uh, Wasp. Dude, that would have been... I, I, get I'm to the chopper. I'm here to that. fuck like a beast. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you have been terminated. <laughs> and they came out of that like that L.A. Yeah. 80s yeah. Hair, yeah. hair scene. Like I, I want to say I seen them like they opened up for like fucking Poison or some shit like that. Yeah. Like you know, but I didn't know they were a a shock rock band. I yeah. I, I knew they we were did... a cod piece and all that shit with the spikes coming out. Yeah, of it, they, right? They really pushed the limit on everything. There they was were, they, they, they really pushed the limit for, on their for videos hair, and yeah, for hair, hair bands. bands. Yeah. They, they were, were like a, on yeah. Headbangers Ball and oh, like yeah. all that. Yeah, I do remember them growing up. They blood coming out of their mouth just you know yeah you know, like, they did it better than Motley Crue back then uh, they were just trying to be anything over the top they stole yeah. off of Motley Crue yeah. they stole off a of Kiss yeah. just, you just, know they, Blackie just stole his gimmick off of everybody just interesting that they're you know a, a band a hair band that yeah. pushed the envelope like all these others um, the Misfits yes Glenn we didn't talk about them in the the, um, the, the punk rock punk episode rock. too. Like, we did it. Not at no. all. We didn't. Wow. Are they are they a, a shock band? Or yes. Are they... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Jerry only definitely. They take the zombie, you know, like the white zombie ish kind of They're great. stuff, right? They're great. They were they were the original monster. Yeah. Like punk. punk. Yeah. 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 They're Let, great. Yeah. Let's listen to a little bit of them too. I put skull on there. What a great band. I love that song. That's like a classic rock song to me. It's like you rockabilly. Know? Yeah. Kinda. It's what like rockabilly, song. punk, horror yeah. all put together. Our friend Bert from Mixtapes and Tasty Cakes podcast is a huge dancing fan. So I got to get all this right because I know he listens to our show. I always heard that Glenn's character was supposed to be the zombie of Elvis. That makes sense. You know, I get that. And you yeah. say that, you yeah, know, that like that's why I heard that. Cause he does has that Elvis kind of, yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. He kind of spun out with like mother, like, yeah, that, that was, that, that yeah. was kind of where it went, which is another thing. Um, we didn't talk about it, but the PMRC mother is about Tipper Gore, which I never knew, knew about. Um, mm-hmm. it's about like PMRC. It's like mother. Can you play the song real fast? Now think about Tipper and... Mother, tell your children not to walk my way. Tell your children not to hear my words, what they mean, what they say. Mother... Yeah, it's songs about Tipper. I never made that connection. Yeah, yeah you can the, hear it. You hear yeah, it. Yeah, I've heard that song a thousand times. I never made that connection. So the PMRC is the Parent Music Resource Center, and that was the group that Tipper Gore and Al Gore created to put all the stickers on mm-hmm. the albums and on the side. Of, you know who really got behind the PMRC and like funded them who? was fucking Mike Love from the Beach really? Boys. Really. Yeah, what like he really got off. behind them. He could use right. it. Yeah. Oh, I never knew get, that. Get the notebook out, man. We got to move that up in our list. Yes. That's, that would be a really interesting That'd be episode. nice to talk about. The yeah. PMRC files. 
But I, right. I got uh, the Misfits, one of the greatest punk rock bands. Glenn made a great solo career on his own. Um, Doug went and saw them at fucking yeah, the Mass Square Garden last, last week. That last run of shows they was, did, yeah, before the pandemic. They were supposed to be their last show, and then like I got a great deal on the tickets. I had great seats. But then they do a show in Philly. Rancid yep. opened up for them. Yep. Jess and I were going to go to that. Dude, it was great. But I didn't no, no. The when bell. they came down here, they had Dropkick Murphys and everything like that. I'm like, no, no, no. I went to the real last show. This is just a money grab. They did the Philly show. I um, wish I went. That, man, it was great. I had to work. It was a Saturday night, man. It was I a great show. I got your poster, though. I had to work both nights. Yeah. I got one more band on the list. I got one more band, too. Uh, go ahead. There's a band I want to talk about. There's a band called Mayhem. They're from like the Netherlands. They are what you call black metal. They're usually black metal. They uh, make their face white and they color their eyes black and they really look like like ghosts. This band um, had a lead singer. His name was Death. Now, Death was a happy-go-lucky guy. (laughs) (laughs) He, He blew his brains out in the apartment that he shared with a guitar player, the guitar player comes home and sees this guy's brains all over the couch. There's blood everywhere. You know what he does? He's like, I'll be right back. He goes and buys a, a camera, like like one of those disposable cameras. He goes down, buys a camera, he comes back and starts shooting films, starts taking pictures of this dead body. To make a long story short, that was their album cover. Was their lead singer? <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, it was and, and his brains are like laid on the floor. Like it's a like you could like look it up. It's Can you look it up? That's my question. Can you look it up? Oh yeah, you could totally look really it up. Band called Mayhem. So what they did? What was so sh- another shocking thing was they took pieces of the lead singer's skull and made necklaces out of them. So they could like make necklaces out of um, everybody in the band member got a piece of Death's skull. Literally, you know, so uh, that, that's they, pretty shocking. It is very shocking to promote their album. They burn churches down. It's Christ- like a bunch of class act guys. Is this the Christmas album they put out? Yes, this the satanic Christmas album. I know we're listening to the next Christmas. All right, what do you want to hear from from them? Yeah, I don't think there's anything on them. <laughs> we don't want to. There's nothing. On the there's, nothing there's nothing. There's nothing. No, they're just a band that has um a, a legend. Yeah, like no. you know, there's a band called Mayhem on Spotify. Couple of songs have seven million listens. Okay, let's play it. I don't know if this is them. Do we hear it? So We're next time, next time you're in the mall, you can go to their shop, the Mayhem shop, and buy jewelry made out of skulls. So I, as we we're talking, listening to this, and I was going to uh, download it and put it on my uh, Christmas greeting. <laughs> I found that one guy in the band stabbed another guy to, to death. Yes. So you know, it's a happy. It's all come full circle. We've had a suicide and a murder. They can all go on the Jerry Springer show, and, right? With Guar. <laughs> What a what a wonderful band! So, all right, cool. Um, 
I think I've got one more band to talk about. So, in my oh no, I have another important band in the audience. Twisted Sister. Twisted Sister. Are they a shock band? No, they're they're the, glam band. They're a rocking band. Yeah, that's I what think, they are. I think they're, they're a shocking awesome. band for the time. For the time, but they everybody was doing it. Glam was huge. Uh, I love, dude. I love Twisted Sister. They're top, one of my top American rock and roll bands. I think. Uh, yeah, I, I say no. Okay, I don't know. Um, I think definitely push the envelope of not looking normal. I feel like they they deserve being mentioned because they pushed the envelope and then the envelope pushed back yeah, with the yeah. PRMC. Yeah. And then he was like, no. He's, he's a smart guy. Right. He's a really yeah. smart dude. So he pushed back. Yeah. So I think that yeah. they deserve being mentioned for that. No, and Steve Snyder is a, it's fucking great. Right. No, he's great. He's great. He's a true... Um, Patriot, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm so happy he's from this coast. He's not like from California. A lot of, like lot that. Of, I love that. Yeah, a lot of music, like the the censorship arguments, he kind of, he took it back. Yeah. He went on the offensive. But he was like, he was brilliant though, how he went into, he didn't go in a suit. He didn't go no. like that. He went in a ripped t-shirt, jeans. He had his speech in his back pocket, like he had his homework. Mm-hmm. He comes out and he looks right up at the at the jury and he like just gives him this big smile. Yeah, hi, here I am. Here I yeah. am. My name is D. Snyder. Like, and I'm gonna yes, blow and, your minds. And this Yeah. And here's my friend John Denver. John Denver also liked to talk about the Gen John Denver called them a bunch of Nazis, yeah. bur- book burners. Fucking right. All right, I got one more band that I think was off of the outline until today. Mm-hmm. It's a band called the Mentors. Hmm. So, uh, Faith No More, Anthrax, and Ministry have all talked about them, but I read one article that said that they combined the drug craziness of Gigi Allen with the theatrics of Kiss, but with a lot less money and a lot more nudity. (laughs) So, these guys were like a really underground band, and they all wore um, executioner hoods on stage. They'd be like naked, and they would wear these executioner hoods. That sounds familiar. Yeah, because I do that every Friday night. So, so they would, right, right. I'm wearing that right now. So, and they would get um, gigs that they would dub and tape Kiss shows and send it to venues to go, we're a Kiss that's, cover band. That's awesome. And they would get, That's awesome. So, and they really only got, um, they went on, with Guar was on Jerry Springer. Yeah. And one of their guys was next to him because he's wearing an executioner yeah, hood. Yeah, yeah. And they also the um, the PMRC called him out because they read the lyrics for their song "Golden Showers" at a, at a congressional hearing. Nice. Which I'll, you know, maybe we can play some like British music next episode, and I'll read them. But <laughs> so let me let me before I continue with the story, and the only thing is, let me just play a little bit about them. This is called "Bring on the Sluts." Yes, and their music is horribly offensive.
Man, it's I, like poetry. That's what, dude, we're gonna play that the shit out of that song right. when the bar opens. Dude, I gotta I gotta use that next time I find a girl. Yeah. So how's that not, not a big stripper song? So hilarious yeah. that, that Al Gore's wife read that in front of Congress. <laughs> Did she really? Yeah. It's awesome. I know that was the song Golden Showers, which is about getting pissed on. Yes, I know. Yes, we all so, know what golden showers are. Well, hey, you know. So, Our listeners might not. So <laughs> the inter- I thought where this all ties in, so their singer El Duque El Duque yes, said in yeah. an interview in nineteen ninety seven. That Courtney Love offered him fifty thousand dollars to kill Kurt Cobain. Right. Yeah. So there was like a there was some documentary like Kurt and Courtney. Yeah. yeah. He's and in he, it. Yeah. He's, he's in it. He's, he's in that. And he he he's looks a piece really of shit. trailer trash. Yeah. He's missing some. Teeth I think he's and, full of shit. Though. Yeah. But then two days later, after giving that interview, he was hit by a freight train. Yeah. Courtney pushed him in front of it. Right. So there's always the rumors that you know blah blah blah. I just thought it was an interesting story in the arc of rock and roll that it's worth mentioning. And you, you got to hear Bring on the Slots, which maybe you know, our listeners might later. not have. Yeah. yeah. And we'll listen to that when I'm getting home. So <laughs> Right before I go to bed. Right yeah. before I go to sleep. So, all right, I'm going to wrap up. Are we becoming desensitized to shock rock? Yeah. Alice Cooper said we are. Alice Cooper said that... It's evolved into entertaining the artist and not shocking them. There's nothing shock. There's nothing that can't be found on the internet. Rob Zombie and Arthur Brown both said the same thing. You know, it'd be shocking if somebody came out and was like a nice person yep. and, and just do something nice and make some nice music and, you know, on top of it, you know, it, it, you know, insult right. everybody. I don't know. I don't know. I agree, man. I don't. I don't think anything shock like. No. To think of any horrible crime, no. there, there's a video of it no, somewhere. To be polite is shocking. Okay. So Hootie and the Blowfish is going to come back around. Please and be, don't. They're be, actually be nice. supposed to. They were supposed Please to. Please don't. He's had a very they, successful career yes, in the has. country music Yes, he star. has. Wasn't he, the, wasn't he the host of Reading Rainbow? No, that's, that's LeVar, LeVar Burton. Burton. Ah. And LeVar Burton is going to be on John Jeopardy. Jeopardy, which everybody's so excited about. I thought he was Hootie. No, I thought he was Hootie. I'm sorry. No, no, no. no that's uh, the guy from Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Oh, shit. Wrapping up listener feedback before we get to the electric chair. So, everybody, man, dude, so many of you reached out to us for stickers. We had requests from some local people. We got ones from Chicago, Atlanta, Florida, Portland, and California. I sent a bunch out. So, if you're waiting for your sticker, it's coming. Awesome. So the stickers are in the mail. We would love to see pictures of our stickers out in the world. Of course, don't put them anywhere where they don't belong. You know, the the warden Rob Owens, he sent us a picture of it on the back of his pickup truck. So yeah, I know he's he's out and about and he's a commercial truck driver. I know he was handing out a couple. If you want one of our stickers, I mean our logo is friggin' amazing. Uh just just reach out to us on social media or send us an email. And uh, that's all. That's all the listener feedback I have. Yeah, I, I had something, but I'll save it till next time because we're we've been really talking for a long time. I didn't think we would talk this long about shock rock. No, neither did I. And there's not much to edit out of this, so no, we yeah. we this is a long one. So, all right, so let's move to the electric chair. So the electric chair is sponsored by our very very good friends at Lunacy Brewing Company. They are located at 500 West Kings Highway in Haddon Heights, New Jersey. 
You can check them out on social media or at lunacybrewingcompany.com. So the electric chair is where we send a song to die. Doug, I believe it is your turn. It is, and I, uh, I'm going to send Daft Punk, Get Lucky, to the chair because I think it's god-awful. Unfortunately, I don't think this song will ever officially die as long as there's a block parties and some kind of family gathering. I've actually never heard the song up until a couple of years ago, and me and Ryan kind of got invited to play in this band and this was one of the songs and I looked at Ryan I'm like what the fuck is this you know what is that I'm playing this on Spotify it says Daft Punk with Pharrell Williams who's talented yeah. and Nile Rodgers from Chic Nile Rodgers is on from this from Chic who I, I, I can hear that Nile Rodgers has been he's uh, my man that's, the, that's my well, guy well Chic has been nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame like yeah. a zillion times yeah. they just put him in the Rock and Hall of Fame he is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is he? yeah but one thing I'm very happy about is that uh, this fucking band sucks. broke up and we don't have to hear music from them ever again, hopefully. This song sucks. Because they just broke up and they fucking suck. I think Pharrell just fucks everything up, dude. Yeah. His this song has 550 million listens. Well, they're all wrong. This song sucks. Everybody's a bunch of posers. Yeah, yeah this is... This song sucks. This is fucking, just... just five, this is block party music. I right? fucking hate it. Yeah, just uh, it does nothing for me. Yeah. All right, kill it. Doesn't make me feel lucky. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. You unlucky bitch. Take that, Daft. Where the hoes at, dude? That's it. That this was a that's long episode. That's it. We, that's we, it. We moved nonstop this episode. <sighs> I'm, we I'm did exhausted. a lot of cocaine. We did so, a lot of cocaine. We did. So I, I we got to get a squeegee in here, clean all the yeah. stuff up. So maybe get maybe get uh, Rob Owens to come in here and clean everything up. He'd be honored to be the mop boy for the prisoners of rock just and roll. Mopper. Just mopper. Right. <laughs> just mopper. You've been demoted, dude. Just thank you to everybody who's been checking us out, man. If you like what you hear, uh, hit the follow button on iTunes or Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Consider leaving us a review. Tell tell your friends how awesome we are. We'll send them <laughs> stickers too. Just just have them reach out to us. If you want to check out more of the music we talked about on the show, we publish a playlist for every episode. We do it on Apple Music and Spotify. There was a lot of stuff that we talked about. We only play thirty seconds on the show, but we put the whole songs there. There's a lot of stuff we can get to. The links are in the show notes and on our social media. And we love getting listener feedback. You can check us out on Facebook and Twitter. We post regularly. We love talking to everybody. You can also check us out at prisonersofrockandroll.com. You can also check email us at prisonersofrockandroll at gmail.com. So we'll be back in two weeks. I think we have an idea of what we're going to talk about next, but we're going to settle that before we roll out of here for the night. I think we need to come up with a contest. Okay. Like some kind of contest, and the winner gets a guar party. Okay. Right. Yeah, we come to your house, like house anthrax. Like the anthrax. The anthrax. We're gonna come and trash the shit out of your house and make blood everywhere. All right, I like it. All right, we'll think about that, and we'll be back in two weeks. Right on, right on. Keep on rocking. Peace out.